Some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Live from Patriots Training Camp, this is Patriots Unfiltered. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special edition of Patriots Unfiltered. We are live from training camp high above the practice fields behind Gillette Stadium, and we're being presented by Optum today. We're going to be here for the duration of training camp practice today, so probably around 11.15, 11.30. Uh, it's Fred Kirsch, Paul Perillo, Alex Francisco, and Mike Dussault. And again, we'll be uh, here covering everything going on with training camp for the next couple hours. Uh, you can call us at 855-PATS-500. You can email us at, at webradio at patriots.com. So a lot going on day two of the public practices uh, for Patriots training camp. And, and everyone, we've got a lot to talk about. Uh, <laughs> at least I do, because yeah. I wasn't on the show yesterday, uh, so I didn't get to chime in. Uh, but, you know, let's start off right you know, off the top. What were your takes from yesterday? I mean, I think Devontae Parker, a couple touchdowns. I mean, those were, you know, firing the crowd up, contested catchability, something that you knew coming in that was something he brought. And it looks like, you know, Mac has an early kind of confidence in him to, you know, some of the coverage was pretty tight, but, um, and also give credit to Jalen Mills for a nice pass breakup on him. But I, I thought the offense overall, some real nice throws by Mac, some good energy, as, as Paul wrote uh, in Blog Servations. Um, you know, that was my big takeaway, the offense and, and seeing some of the new pieces click. Yeah, even though I wasn't on the show, I was down on the field uh, doing some other things that I was watching. And I, I think the wide receivers overall had a lot of energy. Yep. Um, you know, we'll see how long that energy lasts as we get into, like, day 10 <laughs> of practice. But uh, I like what I saw, uh, a lot of competition, even though it was in shorts, so shorts and shells. You know, there was no hitting. There was no jamming or anything like that. I thought, you know, led by Devontae Parker, there was a lot of energy uh, with the wide receiving core. Yeah, I thought they really brought it. I yeah. thought those guys, because I thought it was, it was kind of, I don't want to say dead, but it was kind of subdued, I thought, for about an hour or maybe about 45 minutes. And then all of a sudden, it was, it, it was Parker and Bourne, I thought, that really injected life into everybody. And I thought it was, it was interesting when Kendrick Bourne spoke after practice. He talked about, because yeah, we really started getting into it. We were making plays, getting excited. He goes, but we kind of turned the defense up a little bit, too. And then we went dry <laughs> right. for a while. Yeah. So uh, you know, I, I thought that, that they kind of needed to inject a little of that life, because I think it was, it was dragging a little bit at the start. Yeah. So. It was a good crowd yesterday, and I, I saw, you know, a couple times players went right up to the crowd, get them pumped up, including Mac Jones. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yep. Yeah, no, Mac. And, I mean, it just, you know, I love to just see the energy right out of the gate. That's, uh, you know, something I know they've been working together a lot this offseason, seeing some of that chemistry carry over here onto the practice fields. I wasn't expecting much yesterday, Fred. I mean, I, I didn't think it was going to be as uh, competitive as it was, some competitive 7-on-7, seven 11-on-11 seven, 11 11 portions. Um, but overall, I think it was, a, you know, a good start. We'll see what they can you know, build on. I know everybody's waiting for Monday and the pads to come on, but I still think there's, you know, some significant stuff going on right now. Yep, we see a, uh, the view. This is where we are. Um, this is our view of the field uh, as you look at it, and you can see, you know, some players are trickling out in the field right now. Mac Jones was one of the first players out here. Um, yeah, Fred, uh, Bill yeah. Belichick having a little conversation right now with Drew Rosenhaus, and uh, reported last night the Patriots extended Devon Godshaw two years. Yeah. Uh, that was the, the two guys making the deal, so they're, they're having a little chat here before Bill's so, media so availability. Let, you know, let's talk about that a little bit because I think, you know, in the media, the, re the immediate reaction was, what? You know, yeah. you're spending money on, on him? I think it's a good move. I, you know, listen, it's hard to tell who's doing what. 
just as much on the defensive line as the offensive line. So you look at overall things. Oh, Patriots had trouble stopping the run at times, and that's true. Um, but I also saw Devon Gotcha having good success against the run at times. Now, of course, we're talking more the middle of the season, but I think he's a good player. I think he might be a little better than Lawrence Guy at this point. Um, you know, so, I, you know, Bill has done this in the past. You know, guys like that, it's like, well, why are they extending this guy? Why are they giving this guy more money? Because um, Rosenhaus is a You know, man. you can go back to Tully Bantacane, <laughs> you know, players like that. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it's good. I, I think it's um, I think it's a good move by the Patriots. Uh, I think he's a solid player. Um, and, you know, so doing a little bookkeeping. Now, yeah. I, th I think that the move actually saves them money immediately. Yes. You know, and so you look at, okay, what are they going to use that money on? Um, maybe this is making room for Trey Flowers. Maybe. They definitely were, were tied up against it. I mean, I, you know, just I, I didn't think he was all that great last year, and I think a lot of people were, were surprised. Um, you know, I, the run defense hasn't been that great. I mean, I, you know, and I have, you know, said recently I don't think it's as big of a deal, but, I, you know, I, I think they need some injection of youth there. I thought they should have gone with that kind of position. Uh, in the draft, there was a lot of talk about Jordan Davis in, in that kind of role. I know Philly took him way before the Patriots could have had a shot at him after he blew up the combine, but uh, I think it just puts a, little, a lot more focus on Godshaw. And, you know, depending on how things go with Guy and Wise, those guys need to, you know, all step up and be better than they were last year. So I, I don't think anyone was uh, – I, I, I would group Godshaw in with kind of Aguilar, the, the free agents that, you know, maybe didn't quite live up to expectations, but – you know, like you said, maybe they saw something in him, and, and I do know, you know, players, it might take them a little bit of time to adjust, but uh, I was surprised by the deal, and, and I'm hopeful that, that Godshaw is, bounces back and has a, has a good and year as an anchor against the run. And the thing is, you know, you can look at all the stats you want from Pro Football Focus or any of these analytical uh, platforms, but when you're talking about offensive line and defensive line, so much of your success depends on the success of the person next to you. So you really don't know, you know, um, like, for example, Christian Barmer had a great rookie season last year. But this year, if he's not getting a s a help from guys around him, especially with a year of tape on him, he might, he, it might look like he's regressing. Yeah, well, you know? and what's his role going to be? You know, is he just going to be uh, – and, and I think that there's obviously, of course, places for important pass rushers. And, you know, that could be Josh Uche. That could be Christian Barmore. But, you know, I think for Barmore to truly be that elite defensive tackle – you're hoping that he's an every-down player and that, you know, that, that they're going to harness that ability that he has to be disruptive, uh, to penetrate. You, know, you, th you think about the, the Patriots' kind of two-gapping system and you know, what they've traditionally liked to do. Sometimes I think with the RPO stuff, it's just red meat for that because they're not really getting any disruption. It gives the quarterback a nice mm -hmm. pocket right off the snap. Yep. Um, so you know, I, I look for something to, uh, with Christian Barmore. Are they going to expand his role? Is he going to, you know, we talk about the scheme change on offense. Is Barmore going to come in and you know, start being a penetrator on early downs and disrupting those kind of plays and getting after the Josh Allens and the Tua's of the world? That's, that's what I'd like to see. Uh, there we uh, see 52. That's, that's uh, Marcus Jones, yep. I believe. Yep. Uh, I was down on the field, you know, so you get a, that different perspective when you're field level. He's, he's tiny for a football player. Yes. You know, he, he didn't even look like uh, he was a football. It looked like he was just someone, you know, <laughs> uh, you know doing one of those, uh, you know, fantasy things where, you know, you won a prize and you got to practice with the Patriots. Uh, but, Did you but just compare him to like a Make-A-Wish kid? <laughs> well, I, I didn't want to go there. I didn't want to go there. <laughs> But but you said it, not me. But no. good to have Fred back. Yeah, <laughs> but no, he he just looked out of place. But he's yeah. fast. 
He's fast. Yeah, well, that's his thing. Yeah. I mean, and he played all over the place. They used him a little bit as a slot wide receiver, as, as a cornerback, kind of a, some safety roles. I mean, I think what he's known for is his punt return ability and, and his explosiveness. So I'd uh, love to be able to, you know, get a glimpse of that. But, we'll, you know, might have to wait till preseason to really get a full glimpse of, of punt returns and kind of that explosive ability. One other thing I just want to point out, I know – uh, yesterday, Jonu Smith had a catch down on the far end. Might not have caught it, but w was down for a minute. I think there was a brief injury concern with him, but he is back out here and looks uh, no worse for wear. That's good. The other thing I want to bring up, you know, before we actually get into practice, is some of the things that players said after practice. Yesterday, um, one of them, I think it was Trent Brown, uh, might have been another receiver, mentioning how at least right now they feel like the offense is being simplified, mm -hmm. and yep. that's going to allow the receivers – to, to play faster. Yeah, and Trent Brown even said the guys up front um, would, would be able to play faster, too. So there was a lot of acknowledgement to the changes offensively. I agree, Freddie. That was another take, key takeaway for me yesterday. Yeah, and so, you know, so now you, so now I, you know, the first thing I'm thinking is, okay, I don't, I want this team to be tougher to defend. Uh, but, you know, making, simplifying things doesn't mean it's easy, you know, that makes it easier to defend. No. You know, it just makes it, makes, it, just makes it more streamlined and efficient, hopefully. Um, and, and so, like Trent said, allowing players to play faster. Um, the other thing I want to bring up is it looks like, you know, they might be actually really, you know, making significant changes to the offense. And, you know, if they do, I'll, I'll be wrong because, you know, on our show, on our regular uh, Patriots Unfiltered, you know, I said – I'll believe it when I see it in terms of, you know, how much this offense actually changes. But if they're actually going to go to this, you know, get the linemen out of their stands, let the running back pick the hole a la, you know, the yeah. Denver Broncos under Mike Shanahan, then I'll be wrong. You yeah. know, because that, that is a significant change if they do that. For sure. And I mean, I also wonder, I mean, A, how are we going to know exactly what the scheme chase change is? And B, is it less about changing the actual offense and more just kind of changing terminology, the delivery of the offense? Like the actual on-field plays That's and stuff that they're running will ultimately be the same. But the way they communicate it and the way they get the plays in, um, you know, you think a little bit about that, that 2011 year coming off the holdout. You know, they, they wanted to go fast. Again, I don't think they changed the offense, but I know they simplified some of the terminology to those one-word kind of play calls, so you know they'd be able to get things off quick. I don't know how similar that is, but uh, I, I just wonder if you're going to kind of see the same plays being run, but it's just kind of different so that everyone can understand it, get on the same page, and, and know what, what's going yeah, on right and, out of the and gate. And avoid those delay of games, and you know, yep. uh, you know. So let Mac get into the huddle faster. You know, let let him get to his teammates in the huddle faster he's got the play already there's no delay there between he and the sideline so anything you can do to quicken that process i think will help mac well i don't know i mean i don't think those two things are related i, well, I think that they're well, i think what they're changing and i thought bill had a quote about this late in his press conference. i think it was the last question of his press conference yesterday uh just in, you know he, he had acknowledged you know we lost four staff members to las vegas yep and, you know, you, you have new coaches, come, new staff members coming in, a second-year quarterback. It was time. It was time to do something a little bit different because everybody uh, would be on the same page as opposed to having one guy new last year with everybody else up to speed. You just had to get Mac Jones up to speed on the offense. This year you have everybody yeah. that you needed to get up to speed. So I think that they used that as an opportunity to sort of simplify the terminology and do it that way. I don't know if that's going to result in, you know, 
fewer delay of game penalties or anything like that. I think that that needs to be on the whole operation. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, I, I mean, I like that quote. It almost I didn't I didn't hear it. I just read it, but it almost sounded like, why do you think we're doing this? You right. know, like like I mean, I, you know, we can question the, the 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 actual mechanics of it and how they're doing it, but it was it was a good time. And I mean, I I almost wonder if they should have done it sooner when they knew they were leaving Brady and you got Cam Newton coming in at the uh, end of June. Um, you know, maybe maybe it should have been done even sooner. Yeah, I mean, but I don't know. Maybe you look at the circumstances last year. You're bringing in a new quarterback. Um, you know, it's it's almost like an, an analogy of, you know, the offensive line. When somebody goes down, you, you, you only want to, like, maybe, you know, replace one position rather than multiple positions right. when somebody yeah. goes down. And I think down. that's the way they look so at like it. So like Paul right. said, last year, the new guy was Mac. So let's not adjust everything to him. Let's have him adjust to us. But now, now everybody's right. New. Now everybody's new. Now you have an opportunity to start fresh with everybody. Um, so, you know, it makes sense. It, it does it's, make sense. It, it does, as usually Bill does. You know, uh, you uh, except for when he no, no, no. <laughs> when he signs that overpays guys that. Led you to a uh, 26th so ranking in <laughs> run defense. But overpay? I mean, really? Overpay. So Bill is significantly. Speaking, yeah, Bill is speaking know. to the media right now, and I'm just looking at Twitter, yeah. and apparently he just called him one of the best defensive linemen in the league. Glad they were able to work out the deal. Yeah. Okay. Well, that um, that yeah. might be a little. High so maybe, <laughs> you know, here. But here's what I would say about that. Maybe now people will stop like dragging their jaws around when Bill says that. Mac Jones has made dramatic improvements. Oh, oh, he's never said anything <laughs> nice about a player. This is what he does. Yes. This is Bill, Bill is very complimentary of his personnel always. I mean, how many times have we heard over the years, Freddie, no one works harder than so-and-so. Right. This guy's the best. He called Patrick Chung the best safety in the league. Right. Was he ever the best safety in the league? No. You know, so this is what he does. And I think Alex's point about what he said about Gotcha is, is in line with I think what he's always done, he's very complimentary of his personnel. And, and I think when he says those things, like he's the best at whatever, I think the translation is he does what I tell him to do. I'm telling you, don't, just count, don't just count the relationship right. with Rosenhaus. And, and he does it the way I want him to do it. You know, um, He's a team player. That's, that's the exactly. translation. Exactly, Fred. If, you, if, you, if you're on board, you play ball with us, we'll reward you. Yep. And there's got to be like a respect level that they gained for him over the offseason because Godcha is somehow dating supermodel Chanel Iman. So oh, there you go. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he's a different, whole different man now. <laughs> respect. They just gave him respect. Yeah. That's a great pull for him. I, was, I could not believe to see them together. So she's, w what kind of modeling does she do? She was a Victoria's Secret model, but high fashion, really great model. She actually is a Sterling Shepherd's Baby mama, they have two oh. little girls together, oh but boy. I think they got divorced, okay. obviously. <laughs> All right. Wow. Uh, you heard that horn. Uh, players are now. Uh, oh, I thought you were just putting an end to that, uh, that talk. Now, offense and defense around the field are going to uh, start their stretching routine. Paul, these uh, are the intangibles. Yeah. Absolutely. So this was the time when Cam Newton was here. He'd, he'd be doing his dances in the middle of the field, and everybody would be going one way, and he'd be going the other way. Uh, but. I'm assuming things are uh, good. There's uh, David Andrews in the middle there. He's got the red shirt on. He's on PUP. What do you think of um, 
you know, they continued what they started in minicamp with Trent Brown at left tackle and Isaiah Wynn at right. What do you think about that? I mean, it's everybody's speculating why and, you know, trying to balance things out, speculation of, you know, trying to surround Cole Strange with, with two trusted veterans on either side. I mean, I, I mean, I think, Paul, I'll let you lay out your theory. I mean, I think, I think that one might make the most sense of it. Yeah, I mean, we, we talked a little bit about it yesterday, Freddie, and I, I just think it comes down to a bottom line. I, I think they feel like Trent Brown's a better left tackle than Isaiah Wynn, and I, and I think that they made the move as a result. It might be to help the rookie. You know, you, you, put, you, you put a guy like that, you know, so now he's between Trent Brown and, and David Andrews, like, like Mike said. Um, but I, I feel like the best eight or nine games that Trent Brown has ever played in the NFL – we're down the stretch in 2018, and he was playing left tackle. So why not just see if that sort of sparks his return to the way he played then? Because we didn't see that Trent Brown at all last year. And I think maybe a move to the left side you know, might help him. And, and I think it's as simple as that. So we know Brown could play either side. What about Wynn at the right side? You know, I, have we ever seen that, even in college? I, I, no, I don't. I don't. I don't remember what he. You know him moving in college, but no, we haven't seen him here, right? Yeah, right. we haven't seen no. a right tackle here. No, first time. I mean, everybody wanted to move to guard for the longest time, and I don't think anyone ever predicted he might go to right tackle. So, as we said on the show a couple times, I mean, is he in a, in a competition? I mean, is there any kind of legitimate place where uh, Yadi Kajus could, you know, push him for that role? I know Yadi Kajus was even more of a left tackle in college too, but. I, I have my questions. I, I think they have to be prepared with that third tackle. And I think we'll, you know, uh, Justin Haran, uh, more likely than not, is going to play some significant snaps at some yeah, point this I mean, season, either, be it on the left or the right. Either Brown or Wynn are going to yeah. get banged up right. at I mean, some point. In terms of health, I would say, yeah. But I, I haven't seen any indication whatsoever that there's any competition for starting jobs yeah. if they're healthy. It's been Brown and, right. yeah. Brown and Wynn have taken every rep when they've been available. Um, in the five or six times that we've gotten a chance to see them. Yeah. Now, you guys are right. I mean, they're both injury risks. So, you know, expecting 17 games out of them is probably expecting a little too much. I, I mean, listen, if, if Wynn can do it at right and he can stay healthy, I think it's a pretty solid line. You know, you yeah, got Trent fine. Brown, you got yeah. Cole Strange, a first-round pick, David Andrews, who's as solid as they come at center, uh, you know, and then you got Wynn over at the right tackle. You know, if in a, on when you can can you know man that right guard, I I think you've got a pretty solid line. I think pretty solid too, but I, but just the injuries are the question. And you know, of course, what is Cole Strange's ceiling like? What's his rookie year like? Uh, well, excited to see him get in one on ones and see how he's going to handle NFL strength. I mean, it's a big jump for him. So you know, it's easy to say, oh, he's stepping right in at left guard, but right. how's and, it actually going to look? And I think the two tackles were extremely inconsistent when they were on the field last year. I think they need to be better. Yep. And maybe the switch sides will help both. And we see Trent Brown doing his uh, stretches. Bill Belichick in the foreground. Is he uh, still talking to Rosenhaus? It looks like. <laughs> no, he moved on. He did oh. his press conference. And, uh, yeah, just running through the attendance. I, I got just about everybody. Um, I just, I'm not sure I spot Dietrich Wise. That's the one I, I, I can't seem to find. But otherwise, I think uh, I've got everybody back here today, except for, of course, the, the PUP and NFI guys uh, that were not here yesterday. We saw some of those helmets. Maybe um, maybe we can get a shot of those helmets uh, with the padding on it. Uh, yeah, we tried to get some for us for yeah. the show today. They're all down the far end. Oh, yeah. see, all the, see all the offensive linemen, defensive linemen, linebackers? Yeah. yeah uh, I think they're mandated for tight ends, offensive and defensive line and linebackers, yeah. something like that. So that's a new thing to uh, yeah. kind of diminish the, the 
head-to-head, helmet-to-helmet contact. Um, yeah, Hunter Henry was biting his tongue yesterday, I think, when they asked him about it. He's like, ah, it's, there's a good it's, shot it's of it. Fine. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, listen, anything you can do to uh, avoid injuries in training camp, that's one of the most frustrating things. You haven't even got to the games yet, and you already have guys go down. Yeah. I, I can't stand that, but that's football. Quickly changes the whole uh, composure of the season that you were kind of planning on. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, hey, you know, one other thing I was thinking about, just going back to win real quick, you know, it is a new move to right tackle with them, and maybe that's why it's been an off-season thing. Like, they just went right into it. It wasn't like, hey, let's kind of experiment with it. It's like, we're going to put you there. Get ready to play there. You know, that that's what the plan is. Might give him a little bit more of a jump start on if they started him on left tackle and then, say, a week into training camp said, you know what, let's go with the flip. Let's say Wynn has a great season at right tackle. Do you resign him? A great season? Yeah, sure. If he plays great? Yeah. I mean, I try to. Yeah, I, I also would. I also think right tackle, eh. But, yeah, you, you, you'd get a discount, you know. You're paying him as a left tackle. You're paying him as a right tackle, I think. But I still think both those sides are, are, are of importance. Oh, it's just ta- hard. I think your tackles are important. And I, I, I'm not looking for a discount. I'm looking for good players. And if he has a great season and suddenly you're like, that's what we drafted, I'm definitely interested in re-signing him. Because, you know, Trent Brown, I don't know how many years he's going to be here. Yeah, I mean, he's a two-year deal, yeah. but you're lucky if you get one out of him. I mean, let's face it, he's, he's a risk. Yeah. It's, he's a risk. It's, it's going to be hard. And, I mean, you say great season. I think the harder decision is what if he just plays 17 games and is fine. Oh, that's not a hard decision <laughs> for me, you know. If but he plays for him to play 17 season, if games. If he plays the way he's played when healthy the mm-hmm. last three years, thank you. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Good luck on the, on the open market. Goodbye. Yep. All right. Uh, I would say uh, maybe a little lighter crowd than yesterday, but still pretty good crowd. Uh, bleachers, I'd say, are about 75% full. Then you got the hill that looks like it's pretty full. Um, some changes here uh, to the practice fields. Um, they built this big wall, so the bleachers are higher up than they usually were. And then they've extended the field, so there's more yep. grass. And eventually when they restripe the field uh, coming up, we're going to have uh, a full 100 yards? Yeah, it'll go from an 80-yard field to a 100-yard field. So oh. when, 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 when I did got you, the update yesterday. When did, you hear, when did you hear that might happen, Paul? Uh, I, I, they're going to try to let the sod uh, really take. I talk, I was actually talking to one of the, <laughs> the grounds crew guys yesterday. <laughs> and in I the weeds. I'm getting, I'm getting it done. Big, uh, big J journalist. <laughs> I was getting it done. <laughs> in the yes, a big J journalist. <laughs> I haven't been a big J journalist since 99. Did you find out it's okay. at a California sense of me? Or what, uh, what you yeah, you uh, can uh, smoke uh, the bejesus out of it. But they, yeah, they talked about they they extended. You could see uh, for those of, uh, that have been here, or maybe were here yesterday and now listening, they they put the goalpost back so you can see the extra grass that is, uh, you know, has been has been planted. And I think eventually they're going to reline the fields and repaint them so there'll be a full hundred yards. Because I because originally I'm looking, I'm like, oh, they shorten the fields because yeah. it looks like there's ten yards. Usually it went to the forty. Um, and then now it's it, it's it's painted in a way so you, you have a little bit less. But eventually it'll be a, a full, both of them will be full regulation fields. Yep. Uh, you can see uh, that right in the bottom right of your screen, you can see just the edge of that new wall that they built. Um, pan down to that. You know, you know, Fred, my pitch is I think the next construction thing that needs to happen here is we need to put some uh, covering for the bleachers to give those fans some shade. I think it's one of the hottest places on earth when they yeah. get hot here in the summer. It's not a bad little call. bit, a little bit of a tent, cover those people up. I think, uh, 
might be might be nice. And so every year you got to instead of printing, uh, instead of making all the fans and handing out manual little hand fans to everybody, just just put it put put some covering up. <laughs> Keep everybody cool. It's so hot. Yeah, over there. I, don't, I would imagine that wouldn't be terribly hard to do. You know, some type of aluminum type of uh, you know yeah. roof yeah, over that. Get, get a canvas. Yeah, you just don't yeah, want to make. You, you don't want to create any. You don't want to create any obstructed view for anybody. Though, yeah, right. You know? Oh, for sure. So, well, getting a little little kind of walkthrough. Usually, it's the kind of walkthrough stuff they do right before stretching, but okay. setting the stage a little bit, maybe. Kind of flip flop that. Yeah, and Bill pointing out too, Paul. We talked about it yesterday. That all the, the extensive red zone work, and I, I mean, is this why, like, backing up the field a little bit to to keep the End zone away from the from the uprights is that no you know something maybe no okay so you see <laughs> well uh, not according to my uh, my sources sources tell me <laughs> see Mac direct snap to Jones and uh yeah. and no Elton John sightings yet right I, I was kind of hoping he well, might come out here I, uh, I don't think we will see him no no from what I understand um, is he actually here he is uh, you know this is a, I think he's very COVID conscious yeah this is he supposedly his last tour, tour oh he's being and very he, he doesn't want really a lot of contact with human beings because um, no he's, he's yeah. he no, just doesn't want to get the COVID yeah yeah would have been a good get on Patriots Unfiltered get Elton John he you know? comes out in his platform <laughs> shoes you know? yeah so Mac Some Jones what do you think Elton <laughs> yeah but uh, yeah they did have the concert last night and I'll have another one tonight here at Gillette Stadium Elton John and you guys stay late no <laughs> I, I would I would if uh I don't know if there's any emails that go out about obstructed view seats or anything of, of the nature. I might, I might pop over, but yeah, that's an all-time, all-timer, right? Elton yeah. John, you can't, yeah. you couldn't pass up that chance to. That's true. To see one of the greatest. Just but catch him on his next farewell tour. <laughs> yeah, all right. That does happen a lot, though, doesn't it? They, they changed the, the the name of the tour is Farewell Yellow Brick Road. Mm -hmm. I don't know why they just didn't stick with Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. I mean, it's the same. That'll thing, be the right? that'll be the other one. That'll be the oh. next one. First, you fare thee well. Was yeah. it so long? Farewell. I'll be to say goodbye. Say goodbye. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. that's the order. <laughs> I can't believe I, I just can't believe <laughs> Paul wants to throw himself off this Paul, come on. Sound of music. Let's go. So I, I, know, I, I know what it is. I just don't need to have it <laughs> sung to me. Eric's no longer on the show. So th this part of the practice is really just they're kind of installing what they're going to do later when the offense and defense comes together. Uh, so it's, it's really just half speed. Just so kind of walking through what they're going to do later in the in the practice, but we see Ferenc, uh as center. Yeah. Does that answer the question that he's the backup center? For sure. Yeah. I mean, just a veteran knows what he's doing. I mean, I think that's, you know, generally I feel like sometimes even when you've got somebody in that's new and exciting, they might keep the old veteran in there just because he knows what he's doing and they want to establish the right way to do things. Like an example might be Brandon Bolden, where like you knew in the past, all right, Damian Harris is going to be the guy, but He's a rookie, doesn't know quite what he's doing. Get Brandon Bolden in there, let him take the initial reps. and um, So that could be it, too. But uh, we'll keep an eye on, uh, on Cody Russi. But, you know, just something to point out, too. So we talk about when, you know, the offense kind of divides up into two groups, and there's kind of an A group and a B group. And, you know, for all the hype of, uh, you know, Trey Nixon, he's still kind of in that B group. So, I mean, it's, it's you know, people I know want to see something out of him, but it's, it's still going to be a long climb for him with all those veteran receivers. And I'm not him. overreacting to one sort of non-competitive day that we've had, like, but he did not yeah. look good yesterday. I thought he was covered very well uh, on some of his, some of the plays that he was involved in. Okay. Uh, all right. So I, as, you know, while the team is doing, you know, these uh, warm-ups or uh, run-throughs, let's uh, take a couple calls at 855-PATS-500, the ace ticket hotline. 
We'll start with Patty in Agawam. What's up, Patty? What's up, everyone? Uh, hey. Just got a quick question regarding um, Devin Godchow's new contract. Do you think this could possibly put Lawrence Guy into that surprise cut candidate list? Yep. For this, yeah. For this, um, yeah. Or even trade. Yeah. Absolutely. Because he doesn't, he's not making that much money. He's only right. making and, uh, and, and, like and, in the neighborhood of like $3 million this year. And Patty, if, it's, if they've determined that it's not Godshaw's fault that they allow over four and a half yards of carry as a team, then it's got to be someone's fault that plays in the front seven. Yeah, that's true. So that's why I would say yes. That's my initial reaction. And Someone's got to be responsible for the fact that they can't stop the run. And, and what's uh, Henry Anderson's status right now? Uh, I wanted to bring him up yeah. because Mike talked about him yesterday, yeah. sort of you know dropping a little bit in some of the reps. And Thanks, I'm Patty. Just, I'm just sort of watching, and he is over with the outside linebackers doing yeah. some of the pre-practice drills with Judon and Perkins and some of those guys. You wouldn't necessarily think of him in that that light, so I wonder if maybe they're, you know, don't be stunned if you see him as the guy setting the edge on the other side of Judon, at least initially. Great, great observation, Paul. I mean, I, I, thanks, I, Mike. <laughs> I love great. when I get the affirmation. <laughs> no, it's uh, it, it's true. I didn't, I didn't quite catch that, but I, it was something that, you know, we noticed yesterday, and He's one of those guys. I mean, it's not a it's not a big deal like a guy who can on first second down set the edge and and, and be set that hard presence out there. I wondered if it might be Anthony Jennings that that's he's got the size. He kind of did that in college. Yeah. But I still think that you know a, a proven veteran like Henry Anderson, if he's comfortable doing that kind of thing, it, it could it could he could be right in the mix with that position group because I think they're thin. And, yeah. and, and before I you know sort of anoint him as the starter, he also could try to do that and they don't really see it's right. a fit and they're right. like well what is exactly is it that you do here and then he's yeah. gone too you yeah know? you know when it comes to, to when it comes to cut down time. Alex, Alex is a good audience <laughs> as long as it's like after 95 <laughs> 95 well, to the that present, was when she was born you know so. 95 <laughs> yeah. 2000 ish to the present she's she's a good audience when it comes that. to cut down time you know we always talk about it's a numbers game you know they can only keep so many wide yeah. receivers so many right and they can only keep so many interior tackles, uh, especially if they're changing the defense a little bit. You know, so yeah. how many they keep of each position on defense gives us an indication of what kind of defense they're going to run this year. Are we year. changing the defense? Well, no, but I mean, like, we, we talked about, like, you know. Change it all. You know, we had Evan Lazar on the other day, and he was talking about this dollar defense, you know, where you've got seven, <laughs> seven, defensive, backs. seven defensive backs. Well, I missed it. <laughs> you know, if you have seven defensive backs, you have, you less, don't have any. less of something, you know. Yeah. So maybe you don't need that many interior defensive linemen. I, you know, I don't know. Well, it's just with Godshaw, it at least tells you that there's a, there's a need going forward for a big nose tackle type, you know, two gapping interior defensive lineman. So, uh, you know, had they had they gone out and tried to match Barmore, maybe maybe it would be a little bit different. I mean, I th they're always going to want a number of pieces to play different kind of fronts here and there. So, I mean, I think he is a useful piece, but it, it's going to be hard to say. I mean, I think more of it is about the linebackers and you know, without that ability of High Tower Van Noy to be inside on early downs to shift outside to kind of move around. How much of that can they do? You know, with Raquan McMillan, uh, you know, potentially with with Mac Wilson as well. Um, th those are those are probably where the, the scheme change kind of tweaks. You're probably going to live. So now to continue the the Henry Anderson stuff. So now they've sort of broken apart a little bit, and you know the Judons, the Uches, um, you know, and those types with the yeah. the regular linebackers are a little bit separate now from. And Anderson is back with sort of the traditional bigger bodies. Uh, but your boy, uh, I think, is that Jennings down there with. 
Anderson? I can't. Uh, I it's a little so. out of my range. Uh, Is that a 58 sure. or a 59? That's a 50. That might be Sam Roberts. Yeah, 59. that's a niner. Hold so on. he's with some of the bigger guys uh, now. Um, so, you know, I, I think they're still mixing and matching and trying to figure out exactly, you know, to Fred's point, how you want to employ the front seven. Yeah. You know, how many... How many will you have in the front seven? How's that? That's a good. Uh, yeah. That's an indie yeah. artist. Right. Right. How many guys do you think will be in, in the front, front seven? seven. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it might only be four, five. You yeah. know. Yeah. You know. Uh, we'll one more thing I was thinking about yesterday. I, I, you know, got got a lot of confusion initially with the number one and Parker and Harry, but it really took one practice for Devonte Parker to show you what an actual contested catch receiver looks like <laughs> compared to what we were expecting. <laughs> That's so to what, Compared to what they told you Harry was, you saw one practice where he had two, three, four catches, tight coverage. Mac was able to put it on him and get it. You know, maybe you saw one or two of those from in, during training camp from Harry. Everyone, you know, said, oh, well, he's good at contested catch. That's what a contested catch receiver looks like, somebody that you can trust when the guy's right on him. Uh, you know, that, and that, I think that kind of illustrates what they were probably hoping that they got and what now they're hoping they're getting out of, out of Devante Parker. Uh, let's get back to the phones. Let's go to Roger in Kentucky. What's up, Roger? Hey, guys. How's everybody doing? Good. Good. Hey, I got a comment and two quick questions for you. Uh, first comment is I forgot who what, who was the called earlier in the week or might have been last week, but I agree you all should do a video podcast. Okay. I would watch the heck out of that every day. Uh, All right. Okay. I, well, almost every day. I missed yesterday's <laughs> podcast, so I was wondering uh, what the chemistry between Mac and the receivers are. And then to my last question, I'll take the answers off the air, is uh, who's going to replace Eric as a snooty know-it-all? Uh, <laughs> we got um, Alex. Uh, we'll uh, find out. Yeah. <laughs> um, Probably won't be for a while, but we, we, we got one in the pipeline. Uh, I'll be the know-it-all, but I don't know about snooty. <laughs> thanks, Roger. Uh, so what was his first question again? Um, the the chemistry with yeah. Mac and the receivers. I mean, yeah, right now it looks pretty great. Looked pretty yeah. good. I yeah. mean, he was working around yesterday. It seemed like to the main guys, everybody you know had at least one or two uh, pretty good little catches. And they're hyping Mac, each other up. Big I don't time. think there's any doubt that at some point during training camp we'll find out that he's been named a captain. Mac, right, Mac? yeah, right. Yeah, I, I think Mac has like genuinely taking taken hold of the team. I, I don't think there's is. You're not hearing as many comments as we are from these different players if it was all fake. You know, I think, yeah. it, I think he's impressed people with his work ethic, his commitment, his, uh, his leadership. I think all, all around, I think people have been impressed with him. And, it, and, and, they're, t and they're telling you, you know, like Bourne, uh, offensive line. I mean, Trent Brown yesterday said, listen, I'm not in the business of evaluating our quarterback, but – He's a great player, and he's going to be our quarterback for a long time or something along those lines. I don't think that you just say stuff like that just as lip service and when yeah, it's so many different guys. Yeah. And to your point, too, it's not that they're just saying it kind of like company line. That's what you say. It's like their eyes are really lighting up when they're talking about him. Their smiles. I think they like him. I yeah. think they really do. Yep. I mean, it's, not, it's, it's not really hard to see why. It's just the way he carries himself. He just seems like, you know, he loves football. Good kid, able to laugh a little bit. I mean, I love yesterday where he's in the middle of his press conference. Somebody, I love you, Mac. And, you know, he kind of laughs, a little joker laugh. But uh, just a likable guy. And, and like we said many times, he's just done all the right stuff this offseason. And, you know, now it's about putting it on the field. And it's just been one day. So, uh, again, yeah. I don't like to overreact. But 
haven't seen any of the signs of the tennis player that we saw last year during tra training Ooh, camp. Oh, I like that. Oh, the, you know, when, yeah. things, when things go yeah. wrong. Yeah. The McEnroe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, not a lot went wrong yesterday, so, yeah. but... But well, well I know. mean, there were times where the defense no. was knocking passes uh, yeah. away uh, and, yeah. you know, making life difficult. He had, you know, a couple of times he was forced to hold the ball. And yeah. last year yeah. might have elicited a couple of those pounding of the, the thigh pads and, yeah. you know, I storming see, back. See, maybe I don't, on I don't mind that as long as you bounce right back. Yeah. You know, like. Well, I, I think that was an issue for him last year. Yeah. I think he got down on himself at I times. mean, I think it was an issue for the whole offense. You know, yep. I think when they got down, it was it was a tough grind to, to, to get it. And that's why, you know, maybe it's not this week. Maybe it's in the proverbial dog days of summer in the next couple of weeks. But, you know, you want to see that day where they're not on and they're struggling. And how does Mac rally those troops? You know, what is his... I mean, I'm sure you guys saw it a hundred times out here when Brady wasn't happy with how things were going oh, in Brady practice. Would and, you know, just he start would start yelling, and he'd, right. tell, them to, yeah. he'd tell them to do it And again. get them in gear. He's and like so they'd, that's they'd want to bring him out and bring in, you know, yeah. whoever the backup is. And he'd say, no, yeah. we're going to do this again. And that's, you know, and that's, I think, what's been part of Mac, you know, going back to, you know, Alabama, his, his first year when he first, uh, I think it was Auburn, that he lost to. It was a back-and-forth game. He got clobbered. He got sacked a bunch. I think, you know, generally he's been able to bounce back in his career um, but I'd love to see, you know, a bad day of practice from the offense. How do they do the next day? You know, there's going to be times this season that they aren't able to do what they want to do. They, they're going to have to be mentally tough because there's so many good offenses. They're going to have to put up points. And if it doesn't go great in the first quarter, they're going to have to be able to get their butts in gear, you know, and be able to put up some points if they're, you know, going to be a legitimate playoff contending team this year. All right, let's go to Chris in North Carolina on the Ace Ticket Hotline. What's up, Chris? Hey, what's going on, man? Sitting here with the boys watching the show this morning. Say what's nice. up, guys. All right. <laughs> nice. I wish I was with you guys. It sounds like you're having a good time. Now, what kind of device are you watching us on? We're watching on YouTube. But usually, man, I, I be watching y'all on my phone. So, you know, it's either way. I always catch up. Okay. Thank you. Get on the big screen. I, I Get the big screen. Projections. I just had two questions. Um, well, I wanted to know uh, who do you think might take on the number one CB position this year? And also, which players do we do you think that we have now that are solid tacklers that's going to help out in the run defense? Okay, good question. So who's going to be the number one cornerback and who's going to be your number one with tackles this year, right, I guess? Yeah. yeah. Against the run? Yeah. I, I mean, I kind of look at it kind right, of thanks, like Chris. the receivers where it's not really a number one. It's kind of a, an A and a B, and perhaps probably right now, probably Terrence Mitchell maybe and, and Jalen Mills might be the, the two starters, but I couldn't tell you if, if either one of them is the, the quote-unquote number one. I mean, I think they're going to be the two starters. but Well, you know, so here's the thing about cornerback, okay? You know, Jonathan Jones is probably the guy with the most experience right now sure. on the team. But he's going to be more of an inside guy. And mm -hmm. you don't really look at those guys as your number one corner. Yep. You know, you look at your number one corner as the guy that handles the other team's best receiver, you know, <clears throat> most of the game. Right. So who is that? They you don't know? have that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I said Jalen Mills is their number one corner because he's the only guy that I know will play, you know, provided that he's healthy. But to your point, Freddie, I don't think Jalen Mills is a, we're going to match him up with Tyreek Hill guy. <laughs> right. Or Jalen Waddle guy. Like, no. you know, Stephon Diggs. You know, just to, you know, Mike went down the murderous roller receivers that they're going to see this year. I don't think that Jalen Mills is a matchup guy. So, so does that, does that, you know, uh, lend to the theory that, you know, this is going to be a zone heavy team? That's what I was just kind of thinking. I mean, That's do they the have theory. the horses? Do they have the horses to match up one for one? Or is it just going to play sides? 
you know, like they used to. And I mean, I think they have a lot of options on the inside, like you mentioned, Fred, between the safeties, between some of the you know new linebackers. Um, but I, I, it's hard to say that all oh, we, we there's no there's no real difference between you know Mills and Mitchell and you know maybe even Butler. They're all kind of similar players, so we'll see. But now, be prior to like them getting Revis or you know, uh, to, you know, uh, Talib, weren't they mostly a zone? Yeah, team? Ty, Ty Law. Yeah, I mean, annual. yeah, I mean, yeah. I think, I mean, I think Ty Law was, was definitely guys. no more well, as a man, was, but yeah, but there was Asante, that, not probably a little bit more of a zone. Yeah, end but there was it, that stretch after Samuel left where they oh, when they didn't have corners. Yeah. They do just searching. Yeah. Right. And that's what Mike says, yeah. like they went to sides because yeah. they didn't have guys. Yeah, yeah. A, lot of, a lot of, you know, cover three and just, you know, strong safety, Rodney in the box. And Remind yeah, me, how'd those know. secondaries do? Oh, well, that's Ooh. the thing. If you can play man, you play man. Right. You know, yep. that's what you do because it frees people up. It gives you more flexibility. Um, and, I mean, and the theory was at least, you know, what we were pumping at the time when they went to Tlaib and then, as you mentioned, like Revis and everything was just that quarterbacks and receivers are too good. Like you, they're going to find the holes in the zones. You know, there's no zone defense that's going to be perfect. I mean, I know they play a lot of, you know, match coverage, which is kind of a mix of, of man and zone where, you know, guy crosses and you take them. So, I, you know, there'll be a lot of elements of that too, which kind of marries some of the concepts between man and zone. But I just think it's a matchup league. And you look at the outside cornerbacks that they have and the outside receivers that they got to face, and, and it looks like right now advantage opponents. You see some of the defensive linemen doing a drill now where they start in a shoot, and the idea is to stay low drive out of that shoot don't touch it um low man wins fred yeah so that's a iron sharpens iron that, that's a fairly <laughs> new contraption i think they came up with that last year was the first year they used this oh, i mean I, I don't know about you guys but going back to even my stupid high school football days we had a thing kind of similar that you know made you made you have to get down it was, it was made ropes. of metal <laughs> you know but ours was made of rope but i think it's yeah. it's you know the concept at least of just keeping your pad level down and trying to get your helmet under of course myself as a, I'd call myself a high-cut uh, hip bender, <laughs> was not able to uh, to get under those things very easily. Um, but yeah, it's uh, you know all about pad level and staying down and staying in a in a good athletic stance. Yep. Uh, web radio at patriots.com is the email address, and uh, we've got a whole bunch of them. Jack and Ann Abba writes in, given that the Patriots unfiltered team feels that God Show was a disappointment last season. Does the Patriots' extension of Godshaw's contract indicate the Patriots believe Godshaw will make a significant year two jump in performance, or does it indicate the Patriots are worried about depth at defensive tackle, so they're extending Godshaw because though he has been a disappointment, he's still one of the three best defensive tackles on the team. Can I pick a different option than yeah. was given? Okay. What about just like I saving think they money? Think <laughs> they, they think he was better than we do. Right. Yeah. I think, you know, plus, you know, Bill likes Drew Rosenhaus. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I mean, clearly. What's up, if, so? if, if, if <laughs> <laughs> This guy, just, you know, just just don't be afraid to walk <laughs> into the, the nice shot. <laughs> Zoe's just walking on. What's that? She what's happening? Follow me on Twitter. I think yesterday. I did oh, follow yeah. you on Twitter yeah. yesterday. Go get me, go get me a did you follow chip me back? Cookie. You pay attention to that stuff? Chocolate chip cookie. You guys get food or anything? <laughs> no, we'll get it later. Yeah. I know. I know. Paulie will get it. Yeah. I, I'm on a yeah. diet. I'm on a diet. Well, we gotta start traveling now. We're back. I know. I know. He just, he just, just We're doing a show. It's all right. I'm doing a show. That's, you know, that's why we love Zoe. You know, Paul, Zoe kind of falls that's into the Zoe show right <laughs> there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Zoe kind of falls into Alex's gray zone, though, mid-90s. Like, oh, quarterback, yeah. mid-90s Patriots quarterback of quarterback. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, Zoe. That's the Zoe experience right there. Yep. There it is. Uh, no, but I, I do. I feel like, yeah, I, I, I'm 
if I'm being honest, I, I didn't I didn't see a whole lot from Gotcha last year. But clearly, they didn't think about him the way I do. Right. Well, they wouldn't have done that yeah, yesterday, right. yesterday. I mean, all, all jokes about Rosenhaus aside, that's yeah. like they clearly thought that they got more out of him than I thought they got out. Well, of him. I, you know, and let's face it, I, they, they know more than we I, do. And, and, I mean, come on, I'm not trying to be like stubborn about this. They, <laughs> they're I, the know, coaches. I consider it vindication because I was saying that I think God shows better than people are giving credit for, and so I was vindicated there. You know. Well, yeah, again, because you think everything Bill does is right. <laughs> no, I said it. Before. I look at the wait, seventeen wait, 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 and seventeen well, record I, post Brady. I said it before Bill did the extension. No, I know, but you think you're vindicated because Bill agrees with you. I think it's vindicated because. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Your vindication comes from the fact that Bill agrees well, with you. I don't know, like you know, the best coach in the history of football agrees with me. Yeah, I look at that as vindication. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. You know, yeah, we'll I see. Think, if they, I, think, I mean, yeah. if they allow 4.8 to carry again, yeah. no, you'll be wrong again. And if it's his fault, I'll be wrong. So yeah. you're just going to say it's not his fault? I don't know. I will, Again, look I mean, at what they do. Don't look at what they say. Right. But again, they don't always do the right thing. Okay. But most of the time they do. I, uh, not, not post-Brady they I haven't. Know. All right. I, Alex writes in from Pawtucket. Uh, it says he loves the coverage. I'm curious, in your opinion, from watching yesterday, does Mac look different than last year, or do we need the pads on to really tell? I wasn't sure if you noticed anything about Mac's demeanor or if he's playing faster. Just wanted to know if Mac does look different in year two. Also, is the knee brace Mac is wearing mean he's injured, or is it precautionary? I think the knee brace is here to stay. I think he looks, uh, you know, he looks a little more in control. I, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you and tell you that his arm looks stronger or yeah. that he looks more in control. I mean, right, you're just watching him kind of do drills. It looks a lot like it looked last year. His demeanor, I would say, we, we talked it's about that a little good. bit. I think, I think it yeah. looks a little better. Oh. But physically, I don't see any difference I whatsoever. Mean, in terms of demeanor and comportment, yes. you oh. know, compared I think to he, last year, he he's, looks, a, he's a different guy. He looks more comfortable, more Absolutely. confident. All, all of that stuff yeah. on, the, on the eyeball test, I would say, looks different. Yeah. yeah. Physically, because, I agree with Mike. Because remember, remember the circumstances last year as a rookie. He's coming in. Cam Newton was still on the team. Yeah. You know, so there's no way Cam Newton was going to let anybody upstage him on the field. And Mac wasn't in the business of trying to do that at that point. You know, he's just trying to understand where to go uh, yeah. from drill to drill. Uh, but now he knows. Yeah, I, I would just sum it up. I think, you know, last year, really impressed with his presence and just for a rookie looking comfortable overall. And I think now he's just ascended into the role of this is this is my team. You know, he knows he's the returning. I mean, we talked this offseason about when was the last time Mac was the returning starting quarterback for a team? I mean, it was this is the high school. the first high time school, since, right? you know. Yeah. So it's uh, it's a little bit of a new thing for him. But I think he's 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 up to the task and. You know, again, just to bring it back to like it's just it's 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 going to come down to the games and production and the key moments and you know, but I, I have no I have no nits to pick about anything Mac Jones has done, you know, since his arrival and I think he's given us everything that he can. So it's uh, some real nice throws yesterday too. We saw some real nice throws last year in camp as well. So uh, I'm I'm excited to see the, the the pads come on and you know see a little bit more competitive periods and then that'll push him in the offense a little bit more. Uh, Tashawn writes in, uh, he's from New Milford. I assume that's maybe Connecticut, not sure. But he says, I was thinking of coming to the Friday practice, wondering how early I should get there and is parking free? Yep, parking's free. Parking is free, I don't and, and I, I, don't, I don't know if Friday will be any different, but I don't think your timing is all that important. I think getting here, I think this looks like people are have, have plenty of room to sort of move around and spread around the yeah. last two days. I talked to a couple fans yesterday, and 
The first people in line were here at 11.30 the night before. The previous which night. Which is insane and not necessary. And then, like, a, f a few people back in line, they're like, yeah, we got here at 7. Yeah. And we're right up yeah. front against the ropes. So I think Friday will be good. Um, practice starts at 9.30, so anytime before that, it's good. Parking's free. If you're coming Saturday, it might be a little bit more crowded. If you're looking for, you know, one of the prime oh, yeah. seats in the yeah. bleachers, um, you might want to get here a little earlier on Saturday. But I think you'll be fine and tomorrow. Even then, like, they're not going to be in pads, so I'm not sure it's going to be that much different. But, but people I would, don't I know that. They just, it's no, Saturday. Let's, what do you, you know. Bill said it. Bill announced no. it. Most people. Paul, most of the people that come here are kids with family. They don't they don't listen to all that. They just oh, oh it's it's okay. free. So thanks, so, Brett. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm, autographs. I'm telling you, they're yeah. just coming for autographs and free f and food and all that they, stuff. They don't they don't actually listen or read <laughs> any of the things that you, things that you do. No, oh, it's nice. <laughs> the, the mom with the three kids. No, they're not. I'm, you know, they're not. I thought they were going to be hitting today, mom. Yeah. <laughs> right. But honestly, like a great way to come spend a Friday or Saturday. There's not much free in the world anymore. It's a great take. Yep. yep. It's a great take if you yeah. have, especially if you have young kids. Yeah. And great. I would say too, like when I used to come, you know, back before. It could be so packed here that you couldn't even really be comfortable and watch the practice. I think it's still a crowded day, but at least you have room to kind of move around a little bit. There's still, yeah. you know, if you want to squeeze into a seat somewhere in the in the bleachers, they're there. There's room to bring uh, a chair. So wait yeah. a minute. Is tomorrow's practice isn't the season ticket holder practice? No, that a week no. from week from tomorrow That's night. What, yeah, I thought yeah. so because Tim, our friend from Duncan, uh, writes in. He says, with the pads not coming on until Monday. Do you think that Friday season ticket holder practice will involve some real scrimmaging? No. I go no. most years, but they seem to do little compared to some of the other practices. So that's yeah. next Friday. It yeah, right. It and they're supposed to have four practices before that, yeah, too. So it, it, it could very well just be the kind of in-stadium walkthrough of the game uh, protocols. Like, this is what they, where we come out. This is where we stand for the national anthem. This is where we go for uh, halftime. You know, all that, that kind of technical stuff, which is interesting I, I to I don't nobody. think we've ever had a one of those closed season ticket holder practice where it had hitting. I, oh, I, no. I said that yesterday. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I, I couldn't remember one. I've never I don't seen think so. one. And, you've, think and, so. You, and you've seen them all. Yeah. I mean, in all seriousness. Yeah. I don't think, um, I don't think they're very – and, you know, it's, a, it's out of their schedule. It's a night practice. You know, usually they've had practices leading up to it. Yeah. Um, it's kind of just more of a, like, yeah. celebration, get the fans back in the stadium last you year. Know, they throw the ball you all know. over the place, so the receivers are making a lot of catches. You know, I'm yeah. serious. I mean, no, it's no. Yeah. sort of no. like putting on a show I, uh, a little bit, you I, know? You know, I, something that befuddled me yesterday. Befuddled? befuddled. Uh, Josh Uche, talking about, like, there weren't fans here last year at training camp. He was like, oh, this is great to have fans back here. I'm like, Weren't there fans last year? Like, w there were a lot of people that were like, said that so this was the first fans' time back. And I'm like, guys, did we have that? Before right. I say anything more, we, we did, right? We did. I, I <laughs> Thank you, Paul. I, <laughs> I swear to God, I was like, <laughs> right. Huh? Well, the only I could swear we had crowds last year yeah, at, at also camp. was under and the I was like, they did not. Because you know, I was told they did not. They, I, I did the hype thing last year. We talked to the <laughs> yes. crowd last year. Oh, I wish I had Who were we talking to? Nobody? I was trying to, like, I... All of I our brains are I, broken. I, I saw know. all, all I the know. references yesterday, and I think it was because of that Uche quote. You're, I yeah. think you're right. Yeah. And I was like, huh, <laughs> I could swear we had crowds yeah. last year at training camp. And I was just, it was another one of those shake my head right, moments. Yeah. Like, the old man's I, lost I, it I, again. I, he can't even remember from one year to the next. I started to think the same thing. I was questioning my, my own, like, experience of talking to the crowd. But, yeah. The only thing different this year from last year is that this year there will be autographs. There's more contact yeah, with the that players. Is yeah. that you is a change that is a change yes they they uh 
Yeah, that was off limits last year, and they were signing yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I think the wide receiver signed, if I'm not mistaken, yep. yesterday. Uh, Cody writes in from Indiana, piggybacking on a couple calls. I also would watch a video stream of the podcast. You already do it for the pre- and post-game shows. I don't really understand the reticence that you have for video, especially <laughs> considering how you are the original podcast. Most pods nowadays are simulcast on video. I would think a Face the Nation-worthy podcast in 2022 would embrace the trends <laughs> of the day. Uh, football question, <coughs> what would you set the over-under for Devontae Parker catches, yards, and touchdowns at this year? Uh, I, don't, I mean, I don't think the catches are, are necessarily. I mean, I think his like, career average, usually he's in like the 40 to 60 range. Is, is, you know, I mean, they know he's had injury Plus issues, injuries, so that right, colors. Yeah. Um, but I, I would say, you know, not a lot of catches, maybe like around 40, 50, but I think it's the touchdowns. I mean, we saw it yesterday. He could be a real, you know, red zone threat, especially on the outside. So, um, we, you know, would love to see him get five-plus touchdowns. But, you know, even if he's around 50 catches, six, 50, 700 50, yards, something like that. Yeah. Those yeah. would be my over-unders. Yeah, that sounds about right. 50, 805. Right. Okay. What do you, yeah. Um, Fredolino, 98, <laughs> 16, no, 1,200. I'm going to say 70. 26 touchdowns. I'm going to say. That would be, be a record for 70, yeah. 906. Well, what did, uh, Paul, if you would, wouldn't mind climbing up onto Mount Cooks for a moment. What did, uh, what did Cookie have here in his, uh, in his one year? Because yeah. I see that. He had 1,100 yards. I yeah, that. yeah. I don't remember how many catches. Cause I, that's Definitely a little different. That's, that's but the stat out of those that I care the least about. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's yards and production. Yeah. You know, like, so what did he average per catch? What, did he get in the end zone at all? Did he mm -hmm. make first downs? Were his catches impactful? Yeah. You know? So, so just a little programming note for everybody. Uh, in less than a minute. Uh, we'll be going dark in terms of the video uh, per team rules. Um, you know, once they go into the, the team drills, we can't put that live. Uh, but we will continue with the show. We'll, uh, it'll be audio only. So just stay where you are. Keep listening. And we'll uh, try to visualize everything for you as best we can. Uh, but the video will be going away in, in a matter of seconds here. So just, just so if you see that, it's nothing wrong. It's just what we have to do. 65 for 1,100. And seven. Yeah. So you average 16.6. Yeah. It was 10.82 to be exact. Yeah. Yards. All right. I mean, maybe a little high, but I think that that's in the you know general neighborhood and also probably the role that he, he would play. All right. You hear that uh, horn? That indicates the end of this session. So we're, we're no video for the rest of the show, but we will be here for the rest of practice. Matt Morell, is it a good time to take a break? Okay. Let's do that, and we'll be right back after this. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, Summer Baseball, and more, our classrooms were set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, 
and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla's speed test intelligence data Q2 2020. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla Speed Test Intelligence data Q2 2020. Live from Patriots training camp, this is Patriots Unfiltered. All right, welcome back. We are audio only until the end of practice, but it's Fred Kirsch, Paul Perillo, Alex Francisco, and Mike Dussault. Uh, visualizing everything for you um high above the practice fields behind gillette stadium 855 pats 500 is the ace ticket hotline web radio at patriots.com is the email address and uh guys want or anyone uh tell us what's going on right now what are the, what's the team doing yeah, they started a little seven on seven stuff uh and it was interesting they had zappy uh take some some of the reps initially now it looks like you have uh, more of the front liners out there with mac uh, you know, starting off as they typically do with a quick quick hitter to the flat. That one was to Ty Montgomery, who, you know, he's a guy to keep in mind, too, with, you know, the versatility that he obviously provides as sort of a hybrid player. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't be stunned to see him, uh, yeah. you know, carve out that kind of a role. Seems like he's definitely that. in the, the upper echelon mix. Yeah, as I said, he would be. Um, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing gets by Good. Fred, a guy who is a running back who also plays wide receiver. Uh, you know, just a couple a couple things to point out. I saw, um, I think Raekwon McMillan is certainly seems like the guy at the top of the linebacker depth chart next to Juwan Bentley. But also saw 
some other reps with Mac Wilson, you know, calling the defense too. So two guys I think definitely uh, will be in the mix and, and will be a big part of replacing some of those veteran linebackers. The weather today and yesterday, just beautiful. Um, a little bit more muggy today, I would say, a little bit more overcast, but just, you know, we haven't had the heat wave that we've had the last week or two. Uh, so if you're a player, um, you know, you're thankful that it's not too bad. There's a breeze going on. Uh, so just just perfect weather here for training camp. It's great for the fans, lack obviously. Of, lack of sun today is great. I mean, just yeah. a little hazy, but yeah. not getting baked. 855-PATS-500 uh, is the ace ticket hotline. Uh, the phones are stacked, so let's get them. Uh, Edward is in South Carolina. What's, Ed what's up, Edward? Edward. It's your time to shine, Edward. <laughs> in three, two, one. Sorry, you missed your opportunity. Uh, let's go to Neil in New Jersey. What's up, Neil? Oh, Neil? I don't think. Is it us or them? Seems like it's a Fred problem. Oh, there we go, Hello? Neil. What's up? Good morning. How are you guys? Good. So I want to ask you guys regarding Jack Jones and Marcus Jones, the rookies. Do you see them having some decent playing time and one of them um, probably even starting? Well, I, you know, of the two, when it comes to actually playing on defense, do you think Jack Jones has the edge maybe? Yeah, I mean, there's not much above him. I mean, he's kind of the second group of cornerbacks. So, I mean, he's, you know, maybe third in the depth chart right now with, with him and Malcolm Butler, kind of the second grouping. Mm -hmm. So I think he's going to have every chance to, to compete for that job. But I think the most direct way to get somebody probably likely would be Marcus Jones, at least as the punt returner. But right now, it seems like Jack Jones in the mix on the outside corner position. Marcus, punt returner, probably more of a slot. Yeah, I mean, it, it all depends on on health. Like, Marcus Jones is getting a lot of reps in the slot with Sean Wade right now, but Jonathan Jones is not practicing. Um, so if Jonathan Jones is, is part of the mix, you figure he's he'd be the, 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 first, the first option inside, whereas I think Jack Jones is probably... I don't know, maybe four. Uh, you know, if you if you yeah. go to Jalen Mills yeah. and Terrence Mitchell and Malcolm Butler, but again, these things can change. It's it's fluid. I, I think that you'll see Jack Jones mm -hmm. probably as part of the mix defensively, and mm -hmm. maybe Marcus, if everybody's healthy, is more of a as as Mike said, more of a punt return option. Yeah, Tamara made a good point this morning, just talking about you know Jack Jones, the kind of guy we saw in minicamp, getting his hands on a lot of a lot of balls, just actively involved. So I think if he can start to get that going again. Um, he, he might have a chance to, to kind of push things. I mean, it's, I, I don't think much is set in stone at, at, at cornerback. Yeah. Does that thank answer you. your that question, Neil? Sounds good. Okay, yeah, thank that, you. Yeah, that answers my question. Do you have concerns about his height, though, yep. on the outside? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I was just looking at him through the, through Both the, of those guys through the binox. And, and, I mean, it's more – I mean, Marcus seems just kind of short. I mean, Jack Jones is more skinny. Like, Marcus is, is kind of squatty, but – but Jack is lean and but Paul, you know, know quick. It's not about the dog and the fight. It's about the fight and the dog. Thank you, Kevin Falk. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Thank Neil. Thank you, guys. All right. Uh, let's go to Christian in L.A. What's up, Christian? Hey, good morning, guys. And yay, training camp is back, and we are underway. Um, yeah. hey, so here's my quick surprise cut for the uh, uh, season here for training camp. I believe Pierre Strong. And also Ty Montgomery are going to really turn it up and turn it on as far as catching out of the backfield. And I think James White will be a surprise cut. If not, kept on to just to sort of teach those guys the real ropes of, of how to come out of the backfield. What do you guys think? 
I don't know if they cut James White. I, don't, I mean, what, what's James, the point? Might, James White might just decide to yeah, not play. I think or it's either that. Why you bring him back? Like, like yeah. why cut him? Just put him on pup. Let him yeah. sit for six weeks. See what he's got. If, out, you if, know. Yeah. If they felt like he could physically play, I think he'd, he'd be back. But yeah, I, I don't. Like, I don't think that he's going to be a part of what they do this year. I don't. I, I just feel like. Right. So you have this guy on the. Certainly on no the, surprise. Oh, we got a we got a ball loose over there, in a, in the ball security drill. JJ Taylor, he's gonna he's gonna hit the bricks. Not good. Yep. Uh, so, so you have him on. So you guys just have him on the on the roster taking up a spot, even if it's PUP UP for the rest of the that, season. That, well, that doesn't take that Belichick. doesn't take up a spot. Okay, yeah. but you know, see Bill Belichick going like, okay, you know, get rid of him one year too soon before one year too late, that sort of thing. And then uh, lastly, for you guys, have you guys seen anything from Tyquan Thornton? Have you seen him run routes yeah. or it? like? Yeah. Why are they, are they hiding him or something? No. No, he's been out here. He's been out here. He looks fast. Like, I mean, I, you can see it. I mean, thanks, I, you know, I, he has made I, he had a couple catches yesterday. Um, but I, I I do think his speed is is I thought apparent. Bill, and I thought Bill spent a lot of time with him yesterday yeah. sort of going over some of the Yeah, that was that's a that's a great thing to point out and and I watched the video of it. Um, I think the the camera guys Moose um, Moose and Glenn posted that and and it was pretty apparent. Like you watch their video and you see what Thornton kind of does and and it's kind of uh, too many stutter steps before you know breaking to the right side, and, and Bill kind of walked him through it and showed you know it's planting your left foot, throwing a quick little head fake, and then going to the right, just less steps, more efficient uh, uh, with his movement. So he, that that's the stuff he's got to learn, you know, the, the the nuance to route running, and it's a big part of what they do here, what they do in the NFL, and, and one of the hardest things for for college receivers making the jump. To his yeah. defense, too, um, he did he was in position when they were running those routes in the red zone yesterday where Bailey Zappi just kind of really overthrew yep, him and didn't yep. really get a chance to show anything off. Yeah, he had one nice catch. I, I, I think it was from, from Mock. But, you know, I mean, look, I, again, I've said it a couple of times, like I just I think for him, just just keep coming out here every day. Like we come out here and he's not here one day, that's, that's the worst thing that can happen. But as long as he's out here, he definitely seems in the mix with the veteran group above him. Uh, it seems like they're trying to get him involved with that. He's not kind of an afterthought on, you know, one of the side fields. So he, he's going to be involved. I, I just keep your eyes out um, for maybe a splash player too. But you can see that you can see the speed. You can just kind of see how those guys run. I, I was never one of those guys. Were you a fast soccer player, Alex? We, did you have speed when you played soccer? Um, I did, but I ended You're up lucky. playing center back, so I didn't really need to utilize it once. You got to be tough though. You got to cut the ball off. Yeah. You got to. You got to. Yeah. It's always truck, intimidating truck presence. Yeah. yeah. So they just finished up some one-on-one -on -one, um, ball control, and then they were doing some, you know, angles, you know, getting ready to make a good tackle or avoid the tackle. Now they're back into special teams and kickoff. Yeah. And Today the first kickoff. Uh, Aguilar Nelly. took the first uh, kickoff. But I'm also making note of some of the guys on the kickoff team. Yep. And you have guys like Ty Montgomery. Kendrick Bourne was, you know, and yesterday uh, they had him out there catching him. So I I if you have, uh, you know, a guy who's maybe <coughs> a secondary piece on offense, you got to fill some roles on special teams. So Ty Montgomery is certainly uh, covering kickoffs yeah. is something to keep an eye on. <laughs> Ramondre throwing some grass in the air, seeing which way the wind's Checking going. Checking the wind. <laughs> <laughs> looks, looks like me on the... That's why they got the flags up top. Looks like me on the third <laughs> hole. Uh, I don't know if I... I might, I might have to club up here. Yeah. Stevenson deep here for this kickoff. It's funny. It just seems like 
kickoff return is such an afterthought now, and it's finding that guy, like you kind of said, Paul, like the guy who maybe doesn't quite have a special teams role that can just go back there and yeah. watch the ball sail over his head. Tristan Vicano, is that his name? Vizcaino. Doing the kicking? Vizcaino? Yeah. I think? Yeah. Vizcaino. Vizcaino. Yeah, yeah tough uh, with the Chargers last year. Missed a bunch of extra points. Got got uh, sent up packing from there. So, I don't know. They pretty much always have two kickers in camp, right? I mean, do you guys ever remember them having a, a time where it was just, just – Goskowski or, or Vinatieri. Yeah, there were, I think there were times where they were alone, but uh, yeah. I think since Nick Folk has been around, they always I think keep a young leg. Pro yeah, probably given his by. age, they want to lighten, yeah. lighten the load a little bit. J.J. Taylor deep. Oh, somebody in the Winovich jersey. Might, might be time to swap that one out. <laughs> Do they have a, uh, a jersey swap program? They should have a thing where you could just take your shirt in and they'll swap the nameplate for you, you know, for yeah. like five bucks. Yeah. Again, there's no hitting in this practice, so you're not seeing anyone yeah. go down to the ground. No, Cam Acord, very, if very get, full of energy. If there's anyone action. on the ground, it's yeah. a mistake. Yeah, he's given, he was given, uh, oh, I guess that is not Marcus Jones. That's probably Harvey Longy since he's got the, the soft Q-tip on. They got Troy Brown deep with the returners, uh, kind of coaching that facet yeah. of this That drill. is part of his uh, job description. Yeah. yeah, along with flag football coach. Took me down this year, but that's all right. Dominant over Deuce. <laughs> Stevenson back at the deep roll. That seems like the sun's peeking out a little bit now, too. Yeah. So we've had, what, Stevenson, Taylor. Anyone else handling these kids? Uh, Aguilar, uh, Aguilar took the first, the first one. one yeah. Yeah. Aguilar. Did you see uh, Montgomery take one yet today, Paul? No, Montgomery's yeah. on the kickoff team. Oh, okay. He's covering He's the covering kicks. kicks. Gotcha. Now they got the jugs machine doing the kicking. It throws a nice ball at that, that, that jugs machine. Does it? Yeah. Just a perfect spiral up into the sky. Consistent. Consistent. That's yeah. what it's all about. Jugs machine doesn't take a day off ever. Wow. We've hit the jugs machine portion of <laughs> training camp midway through day two. Ah, you do special teams in your own time. You know I, what? I, uh, I, I totally concur, especially <laughs> after Bill told me that it's useless. You know what I noticed? And maybe they just don't have them out here anymore. Remember they had the plastic wolves or coyotes yeah, yeah. to keep the, the birds away? They got those at the lake near our house now. And I swear to God, every time we go to the lake, it gets me for a second. And I'm like, somebody's got their dog. Oh, no, wait. Every single time I think it's a real dog for, for a split second. I don't know how much good they do. Is it scare, what, scare birds away? Is yeah. Well, yeah. we have a real dog. I know, Boyd. Boyd's out there. Yeah. Boyd's eyeing those fake dogs. Like, what the hell are you guys doing? <laughs> uh, let's get to some of the emails uh, now that, you know, during tra uh, special teams. <laughs> Um, Tim writes in from South Carolina. I have a scenario. I wanted you guys to see what you think. I think it's quite unlikely, but still possible. Let's say Mac and the offense struggle big time this season. Mac takes a big sophomore slump, and the team ends up with a top 10 draft pick. Would Bill be taking a look at guys like Bryce Young, Stroud, Rattler, etc., or do you think he keeps rolling with Mac, hoping he turns it around, hopefully in year three? Uh, I, I, I think you'd have to take a look. If he, if he was terrible in year two and you have the quarterback class that it's rumored to be, I mean, that according to the experts, it's yeah. supposed to be a really strong quarterback class, you have to look at that if you're in position to take one. Now, you don't jam it in at like 28, 
and just say, well, I need a quarterback. I'm not sold yeah. on my guy. But if you could get. But if I'm in the top 10 and my mm -hmm. guy is coming off a terrible year, too. Yeah. I got to think about it at least. I definitely think about it, but I also think that at this point, with how many years Bill may or may not have left, it might be, and what, what I think Mac is, which is a good fit for what they do, I think he does what they ask. I, I would, not saying what I would do, but I think what they would do is I think they'd probably stick with Mac, unless it was dreadful. I mean, if it well, was dreadful. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, and that, and that's, that's the scenario. Now, all logic would tell you there's, there's no way. They're not going to be looking at it. This is, you know, Bill's committed. This yeah. is this is the but guy. if it's like Patrick Mahomes but and if he, you're sitting like at eight nine ten in that area, you know. Right, but if but if you have the guy, then you say, wow, that guy's really good. But I have my guy. Yeah. And I'm going to go on. He'd have to really fall off a cliff. Yeah. You know, you'd have to see the last five games for 17 games. Right. And then and then you're, you're like, this guy can't do it. Right. And it's like maybe then you're looking at a Jamar Chase type situation where, hey, we got the quarterback last year. Let's get him one of these top ten wide right. receiver types. Right. That'll help. Maybe that'll help him bounce back. Or, you know, maybe. No, nah, never mind. Uh, Jake and Bendigo in <laughs> Australia writes in, uh, happy day two. Been listening all off season, But as soon as everyone said happy new year, it made the old arm hairs stand up. Can't say the soap had the same effect all off season. Uh, two things for you all. One, camp day snacks. What's everyone snacking on? Woo. Well, right now, nothing. Beauty. Another beauty. All right, so I'm going to play devil's advocate. Who, who caught that? Parker, with a terrific catch on the sideline. Uh, Difference spun maker. His, spun his body. Different Parker? Difference maker, I said. Oh, I, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to be fair because I feel like the whole number one thing, that's Nikhil Harry. I haven't seen him open yet, and that concerns me. Without pads, if you're not getting open, I, I, I'm concerned. But that was an unbelievable catch he just made. Spinning his body, toe-tapping on the sideline, with, with Jalen Mills in his back pocket, but that was a really, really tough catch, and he made it look easy. Yeah, I think Mac put it to where kind of only he could get oh, it on the outside. Oh, he got fumbled oh, snaps. Snap. It's not what we're looking for. Uh, the second question from that? Jake is, I know oh, it's only day it two. Mac hurt his hand? What's that? Mac looked like he was shaking. Yeah, he looks like yeah. he's shaking his hand a little bit. Yeah, that that yeah. snap, I think he probably had his hand sure? closed. Are you sure it's not a... No, it's not. Like I was watching, and you know, Bill's talking to him now, but he's still shaking out that that left hand. I think that yeah. caught him. Uh, as someone who's done that before, <laughs> it hurts. I hurt my hand when you don't have your Would hands you open like far enough. Jammed it a little, or what? The, like maybe he had it like this, and the ball well, came up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. we're, we're, worth pointing out too, the guy snapping is Will Sherman, who uh, uh, he's yeah. been the, the the two center, by yeah. the way, uh, which I made note of earlier today um, in my my little notes. <laughs> Um, the second question from Jake is, he knows it's day two, but who do early uh, prediction on make, making the Pro Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the way he's going right now, Devontae Parker's got Parker's like six lock. touchdowns already, so <laughs> it might be him. He's really like bringing the energy to everyone here in the stands, too, yesterday. Yeah. And oh, it's it fun. I love that stuff. Just perks him right up. So just watching Mac, it was his left hand that he, yeah. you know, uh, so he looks fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was just shaking it out. I'm not, yeah. It's nothing to be concerned about, but I, that's probably well, why he fumbled that snap. Yeah. You, you tell me he's got a hangnail, and I'm getting concerned. I mean, yeah. we got to keep him up. Yeah, so this is, uh, you know, just for everybody, this is from the five-yard line. Bailey Zappi's now uh, in it at quarterback. Uh, ooh, ooh, another yeah. There's nice. your boy, Trey Nixon. Yeah, Zappi with a nice pass. Yeah, a little late in the down. I don't know. I don't know how quick he got through everything. And, but I, yeah. and I wonder if he missed uh, Thornton, who I thought was wide open, sort of under yeah. the goalpost, coming across the back line. Yeah. Yeah. 
So in this portion of the practice, it looks like it might be Joe Judge in the huddle, maybe calling plays, although right now he's conferring with Matt Patricia. Neither one of them have. I was going to say, Bill's clearly calling whatever they're doing right now. Yeah. Zappi was just with Bill. I was going to say, neither one of them have mics right now, or walkie-talkies. Oh, the intrigue continues. Yeah. The walkie-talkie. Zappi still in there. Yep. Yeah. Zappi with more reps today than he got yesterday, I would say. Yeah. It's a quick and throw to Thornton. Also, too, the outside, uh, uh, the cornerbacks are all wearing those uh, those gloves, too, to prevent them from, from grabbing as well. At what point do we make the proclamation that Zappi has leapfrogged over Hoyer as the the backup? You, you won't. No. no I, like, okay. I don't know. I just feel like Hoyer's that, like, we know he's got it. We'll give him some reps here and there. Absolutely. But try to, like, give, you know, we got to give the kid, get the kid ready to play. And I think Poyer's probably understanding of that, that he's not going to get Guaranteed all money. the two reps. Zappy again, surveying Ooh. into traffic that, and incomplete. Uh, got, that one got tipped at the line by the, the racket. Yeah, they're holding those uh, paddles up. I think they're uh, Prince rackets. Prince, uh, <laughs> yeah, still around. <laughs> Old Prince rackets, <laughs> the big heads. I know, the 110, right? That's the, the yeah. big boy. Yeah. Oh, quick tempo here for Mac. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, Malcolm Butler with a little bit, uh, a little extra little polish on that. A little contact. Mac to Stevenson out of the backfield. Oh, Mac with a high five to Bill. Bill didn't really seem too enthused about that necessary high five, but <laughs> I think Mac went back over and said, no, I'm trying to give you a high five, bro. Let's go. All right, all right. I don't worry That's about that. That's probably the guy that, like, can fool around with Bill, and even though Bill doesn't like it, he doesn't know what to do because B Mac's so likable. You know, I know. Like, well, what I, am I going to do? I wonder that, too, though. Do you think that Mac is still terrified of Belichick? I, pro I think he probably is. Oh, yeah, but... <laughs> Like, sometimes he just can't help it, you know? <laughs> yeah. He just has that golden retriever. No, I know. Yeah, right, yeah, right, right, like, right, right. You, what you are you going to do? Yeah. Mac back to pass. Oh, uh, not good. Not good. Yeah. I mean, he completed it in the end zone, but that would have been a broken yeah, play. Yeah, no credit for that one. Thank Aguilar with a sliding catch. But again, Mac, one for one, touchdown to Aguilar on the stats. I actually read something, uh, and I don't <laughs> remember where, otherwise I would call them out for it. You know, you know I would. <laughs> saying how effective he was, uh, uh, you know, um, I forget the, the term. He meant off-platform. Off <laughs> what? But, uh, <laughs> but I, he meant, you know, sort of like, uh, uh, he think he used the term off-script. And I'm like, does that mean like he audibled at the line? Like, or is it just like the ball didn't come? You like, know, when the play, play broke down in seven on seven, he was able to right. scramble away yeah. from the non-offensive, <laughs> you know, no, no defensive line. Today. <laughs> really oh, and pressure. by the way, like it, it, uh, just having completed a seven on seven tournament at the high school level over, over the last weekend, do you know what they do at the high school level? Like they have referees and stuff. They have four oh, seconds. That's a hard hit. They have four seconds to throw the ball. Mac Wilson did laying a little lick on uh, yeah. Yeah, Jacoby there. I mean, it, you know, he didn't lay his shoulder, but he kind of rolled over him, and both both players went to the ground. I'm sure that's not what we're looking for here. Yeah, I think uh, Myers kind of stopped abruptly. Yeah, kind of tabletop. As Wilson him. was coming, yeah, was bent down. I like that. I've yeah. never heard that before. Oh, you never did that table to your top? friends in oh, high school? Yeah. No. You like go up behind oh. one of your friends that's unsuspecting. Oh, and, and you push him over the. Oh, I, well, I have done that. I just never knew it was called tabletop. Tabletop oh, yeah. was our pizza place in my time. I was I was very <laughs> respectful of my friends. I didn't do that. <laughs> you didn't haze your teammates like we yeah. did. <laughs> you never got pantsed. <laughs> Mac took that one under center. Mac up for Yanu. Yeah. Mm. Oh, nah. and that was um, incomplete Josh, to Yanu. That, that was well covered by Bledsoe. 
Well yeah. covered. Right with him. Bledsoe. Had position, too. That was similar to the throw uh, on the opposite side that Smith was able to make the catch yeah. over Bledsoe. It was similar kind of coverage. Yeah. That throw was a little, throw was as good. That on throw that was one. short, yeah. and, yeah. and that was the difference. Yeah, on that Mac one. didn't give him any chance there. The throw was down low. It's okay, I'm sure it went down as a completion in the uh, <laughs> stats. <laughs> we'll give him that one. Zappy's back, back there now. They're happy with Zappy. Ted Johnson saying hello. Hey, Ted. But unlike Zoe, he didn't have to disrupt the whole show to do it. <laughs> Oh, just still not lifting anymore, huh, Ted? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's looks better now than when he played. Guy, guy's yeah. a machine. Yeah. I mean, I can still picture that guy coming out of college as a, the middle linebacker of like just the prototypical. Proto like, like I was just like, oh, this is the perfect guy. I'm telling you, some of the yeah. biggest impacts I've seen is yeah. him and Sam Gash. Yeah in practice. That, that's the, probably yeah. the best illustration of how much yeah. has changed since Fred and I started doing yeah, this right. and now. I mean, they would line that up. That was practice. And, yeah. And Gash <laughs> would come out of the backfield and it was like those two mountain goats just, you know, Rams just banging each other. Who's your, boy Bled, right? your boy Bledsoe showing up today yeah. again, by the way. I know. He, I, like, he's making things interesting. He looks real comfortable out there. Well, you wrote, you wrote about him, Paul, right? You did the he, profile of him. He's, right? earning, he's earning himself a paragraph. Oh. All oh. right. So that's, uh, that's it for this <laughs> high, high session praise. of practice. So now the uh, teams are splitting up. Uh, let's see. It looks like uh, yeah, what's we're going on. on here. Defense is going over to the field closest to us. Offense is staying on the far field. The linemen, the offensive linemen, are now coming from what we used to call Dante's Inferno. Yeah, you're going to get ready yep. to do some full teamwork yep. uh, shortly after all that seven-on-seven seven stuff. Yep. You know, it's fun. Like, when Teddy came over, you know, I, I got a chance to do a couple of shows with him during the offseason, and you can just tell how much he sort of misses that. Like, his role is yeah. kind of yeah. going by the wayside. Yeah, sure. You know, that traditional inside, off-the-ball linebacker who's taking on guards and plugging yeah. gaps and, and stopping the run, and there's not as much of those 250-plus-pound linebackers anymore and yeah. you could tell it's sort of not not like not that he's like a cranky ex player. Right. But you could tell that that, that, yeah, that he misses that, that physicality. Sure. He, he oh. misses that element. It's like you and me talking Paul. I mean, back in our day, you yeah. know, we used to play pickle in the backyard every day. Back in, our, <laughs> back know, in like, my day, no like, one could hand the ball off on consecutive plays <laughs> well, like I could. I mean the, the joke I make with, with Paul is like, you know, watching some of the kids in my town play baseball and you know we just played so much in the neighborhood growing up that you knew like what a pop fly like to catch it like you know kids like still with pop fly and they're all like oh it's happening. It's happening. Everyone yeah. just kind of stands there and stares. But yeah. now, different different these days. Let's go to some of the phone calls. Uh, Jeff is in Scranton. Hey, Jeff. Hey, guys. How are you? Good. Hey, I got a two-part question here. Is, uh, what side of the ball do you think is most improved this year compared to last year? And what's more likely, having a top-10 offense or a top-10 defense by the end of the year? Both answers offense. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I it, it's hard to tell right now with the practice and everything. But the offenses has looked pretty good. I, I haven't really been wowed by anything the defense has done. But it's hard for them to wow right now unless yeah. just See, every ball is incomplete. The offense. The only thing they lost on offense was offensive linemen. So the offense will, you know, will be at worst the same. Defense they lost significant pieces. Right. Now, if there's, you know, if guys we don't know about are better than we know, then that could change. But right now on paper, the offense is better. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, well, I, I just mean from last year. I don't know which, which unit is going to be better this year, but, like, from last year, the offense should be better because they haven't really – I mean, they lost Shaq Mason and Ted Karras right. on the offensive line. 
I think that the, all the skilled guys, the quarterbacks a year ahead, I mean, they should, they should be better than they were last year on offense. Uh, let's go to Steve in New York. What's up, Steve? Hi, yes. How's everyone doing this morning? Good. Yeah, I had uh, just actually two questions. One is, and I, I hate rehashing this, but any reason to why Nick Cayley or Troy Brown weren't considered? Do you guys hear anything as to for, like, OC position or – Troy you know, Brown? Uh, well, Troy Brown doesn't have the experience. Hmm. Uh, you know, so, I, you know, I don't know, like, who was considered, who wasn't. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know. Yeah, I don't have an answer yeah. for you. I, I, I think it's unconventional. I think it's, it, it's odd. But, I mean, they, they decided to go with guys that they felt like had more experience as coaches as opposed to guys that with more experience on offense. Right, and, and again, I was vindicated when Mac Jones said yesterday how, you know, he's impressed by having two guys who had seen it from a head coach perspective and, you know, that, like, he really sees, you know. I'll give you the Godshaw thing. That one, that, that one, I'm, I'm, I got I, I to cry follow on Ma that Ma one. You're going to push back it. a little bit? Max said Max it. Said yeah. it. Yeah, he right, said it, not right, me. Right off the cue card, he read it exactly the way it was written. No, for him. no, no. I think, he, I think he sees the value of having guys who have seen it from both sides. I think he's a panic sandwich, young in his career with no direction. Oh, stop. That's, how, that, that, that's what I think is going to happen. Yeah. No, I, I was listening to your show yesterday, Paul, or it might have been the day before, and, you know, Tony's like, it's a pig F in that room. How does he know that? <laughs> how did, really, how does he know that, you know? Like, I think it's a little early to be to be saying that, to be jumping to that conclusion. I mean, really, it's just unfair. It's unfair. Uh, Willems and Phillips. What a waste up? of time they had winning six Super Bowls well, with you know a traditional play up? caller. Well, and and throughout that, you always said there's more than one way to do it. What? Yeah, you've always said that. You, you, you could do. I I I always said you don't have to have an offensive coordinator and a play caller. Everything. I've never said that. William, what's up? William. Oh, another person who. You don't. I think you just no. don't know how to do it. No, he's. Uh, I've got it done. I'm doing. You get it Hardy right. in here to do it right. Yeah, I'm doing it right. All right, William. You can call back. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get over to the emails, because those are coming in fast and furiously. We'll read some. Uh, let's see. Bill writes in from Vista, California. Are you guys planning on going to the regular season Vegas game? If so, any idea? Where to meet the meetup will be, being that it's Vegas, I feel like the oh. options are endless. <laughs> yeah. Freddie, you'll be there, right? I'll be there, um, and I'm Evan, sure that and Evan will be there. I'm sure, Evan was I'm sure yeah. Barry Inciong will uh, yeah. have something cooked up for oh, Vegas. Oh, that! Yeah, he's the best. He That'll does. be a big one. He'll get it fired up. Yeah, you fired up, man. <laughs> I mean, if you're if you're gonna plan a road trip this year, that's the place, right? I mean, I think it's good. You can maybe get in Friday. You get after it Friday, Saturday. Maybe you shut her down a little early Saturday afternoon so you rest yeah. up and then, you know, Sunday go catch the game. But I, I've never spent more than, like, two, two and a half days yeah. in Vegas. It, it catches up with you it quick. It does. It does. Yeah. You know, two days. Oh, this Caino trying to uh, take out some of our staff down there with his booming field goal kick. Uh, let's see. Marcus writes in. He's Marcus. from Waco, Texas. And he's curious to see what you guys think of Tyquan Thornton on first impression. I watched him play here at Baylor for multiple years. Very talented wide receiver. Any thoughts on how Belichick will use him? Speed. Just, I mean, hope uses speed. I mean, I, you can see it. I'd love to see him get in the open and really kind of open it up to see it. But 
you know, just even doing the drills, you can tell he's got light feet and he moves, he moves well. Um, but it's, you know, he's, he's in a stack position group. I think his reps are going to be come at, you know, a limited quantity, and he's just got to make the, the most of them. And, you know, like we saw Bill stepping aside, coaching him up yesterday, he's got to take all those lessons and apply them and, you know, not make those mistakes over and over again. And if he can do that, then, I mean, I, I have a little bit more confidence just seeing how much in the mix he is um, that, you know, that he might be part of the plan this year. Uh, Tim from Duncan reminds us, or at least uh, it, to the best of his recollection, he says the last time I saw a real scrimmage at season ticket holder practice, Ted Johnson tore his pec muscle and was out for the year. And uh, that wasn't a real scrimmage. Yeah, I I would, That was my first year. Yeah. Even, even that was, was sort of half speed and no tackling. Yeah. But it was a, it was a scrimmage setup, which is kind of what they do now, only they don't even have pads now. They right. may have had pads that day. Yeah. But I don't think they did any real hitting. Uh, Efren from Hollywood, uh, California. Can the Patriots compete with such teams as the Rams when they are trying to save money by not giving offensive coordinator titles? J.C. Jackson and Shaq Mason are ranked high in their position, but they are no longer on the roster since the Patriots deem them to be too expensive. Do you foresee Robert Kraft selling the team since he's not willing to give huge guaranteed contracts to quality players? Uh, Boy, th if no problem giving guaranteed money to Davin, Davin gotcha. There's a troll email if I ever <laughs> that heard is, That one. is a troll email. I agree with you. Should we even yeah. bother playing the season? Right. Let's just give it up. <laughs> yep. So now uh, the teams are coming together on one field, offense and defense, and we'll probably see a little 11 on 11 here, Paul. Yeah, think? they just set it up a little bit there with, I think, some – walk-through type plays, um, and they had, you know, and to Mike's point about uh, Tyquan Thornton, it, I, I do think it's worth mentioning that with Mac and the regulars on the right field, uh, the right side yep. field, uh, you know, from our vantage point, yep. Thornton is with that group, mm -hmm. you know, and he didn't get very many plays, but he's over here on this side while Parker, Aguilar, Bourne, uh, Myers, those guys were all running over here. And on the other side, it's Trey Nixon with Bailey Zappi. Trey Nixon and Christian Wilkerson and, and those guys. So I do think that that, I mean, obviously, Thornton is a locker. He's a stone-cold roster lock. You don't cut rookie second-round picks. He's not going to go to the practice squad. He's not going to get cut. Now, how much of a role he ends up, you know, creating for himself, that remains to be seen. But, you know, it, it is interesting to see him over here uh, with the, you know, the so-called front uh, starters on offense so let's say we're going with some 11 on 11 here this would be kind of interesting looks like the Patriots kind of one of their you know base run defenses so uh, you know if there's a lot of wide zone stuff right now that this might be where it, it would pop up some of the running game and stuff again, that you're looking for 94 Henry Anderson is out here yeah, right uh, you know it's one of those guys that, uh, on the end now not necessarily opposite Judon uh, I think on that play, he lined up on the same side in front of him, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. First play to Hunter Henry over the middle for about a six-yard gain. Yeah, so, I mean, to me, uh, you know, what I'm kind of reading way too much into things is that, you know, Uche continue to probably be more of a, a passing down guy, not an, uh, not an every down guy. At least, you know, here we are two days in, into practice. But Anderson could definitely be an early down kind of edge-setting option, it seems like. What did you guys take from some of the comments about Uche yesterday? It seems like a lot of his teammates. I heard the same stuff like last year. Like, I get it. He's a really athletic guy, and he works hard, and he says all the right things. But, you know, I, I, he's played three years or two years. I mean, you know, you've seen a handful of little plays here and there that, that made, oh, he's, he seems athletic. But, you know, you just you don't have the consistency yet. And, 
you know, last year they're saying, oh, he can play any position on the field. That's great. Like, you just, I just need him to play 60% of the snaps. I need him to be disruptive. Need him to get, you know, what we heard about him when he came out was that, you know, he had a unique ability to kind of bend the edge as a pass rusher. So, you know, they, they can continue to pump him up and we can continue to feel like, oh, that there, there's potential there. And there certainly, you know, is with some of his athleticism. But it just, you know, it has to, it has to produce on the field and it has to be consistent. And, you know, that's been what's missing. And it's hard to come out of training camp and feel like, Oh, I feel great about it. Like he's got to do it in games. Like that's where it's got to it got to show up. I mean, last year I think early on he was productive, but it, you know it just wasn't consistent. Little drop back, flip to uh, Stevenson. Otherwise, yeah. Otherwise known as a screen. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what they call those? <laughs> was, was that a screen? <laughs> I want to see if I can make Fred punch me before, <laughs> the, before the end of the podcast. It, it, well, Save it for the cameras. I mean, <laughs> usually. I mean, it was a, what do they call it, a no. bubble screen? Because well, that was just a little screen. I mean, like, yeah. they let the, you sort of let the, yeah. the defensive line in, you dump it over them, and, yeah. and you get the, the offensive linemen are out in front. And I mean, they, they run a variety of screen looks. Yeah. And I think Stevenson could be a guy that could be very effective with that. I think he did that in very small spurts last year and made some plays. Yeah. I saw some the video of him. big one against Carolina. Yeah. I, uh, I saw some video of him. Catching the ball yesterday, uh, you know, after practice, not something I watched live, but looks like a natural. He does. He does. He catches the ball well. Obviously, Harris isn't out here. Yeah, we. Well, here's, here comes a Thornton rep. Wait, wait, D Damian Harris? He's out here. Well, he's not playing. I mean, he's not. Damian Harris? Yeah, thirty-seven. Yes, he's here. I haven't heard it. I haven't seen him once. Yeah, he's Th been out here. Have you seen him take a play? Yeah. Really? They've I thrown screens to him. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't seen one. Yeah, I don't know where he is right this second. Maybe he's off somewhere else. But he has been involved in this practice. Okay. I haven't seen you know, him. I mean, no, you know, honestly, it, it, you, I, I, I'm. I'm not telling you exactly where he is right now. No, I see. I mean, maybe he's on some, the sideline. Maybe something happened to him, and he's not doing anything yeah. now. But he's been involved in this practice. Yeah. I see him on the sideline, but I, I haven't seen him run a play. So now, with this uh, second group offensive line, dude, your boy uh, Russie is is at center. So maybe after. Will Sherman broke Mac Jones's finger. <laughs> they no longer want him in there. Bad snap, bad snap. How do you break somebody's finger with a shotgun snap? Oh, that, no, that, the, the snap that he fumbled was not a shotgun snap. Oh, it wasn't. Snap. Oh, that, okay. was, that, that was, was a uh, throwaway from Zappy. He wasn't happy. No, Zappy not happy. <laughs> Take a lappy. Hard to get Zappy with that one. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, I'll stop. All right. All right. 10.48. So we've been going for a good uh, good hour and a half. What they, did they say what, what they expected today? Little longer than yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Ramping it up, ramping it up. Yeah. How long did they go yesterday? About ninety minutes. Yeah. I think we were done at eleven yesterday, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they'll go a little longer probably today. Zappy. Oh Jesus! Just a lot of contact. Jordan yeah. held on to it though. Yeah, he did. Jawan Williams almost took his life. Whew. Jordan so on a. You talk about an impossible task though. They have no pads on, and they put those sort of sparring gloves on the defensive backs. Yeah. Yep. Like, what do you want me to do? I can't touch them. <laughs> so that when you do make a play, it's even better. Yeah. Yeah. More of a you make an interception with those things, you're, you're cooking yeah. with gas. That's a, that's a Miss Carney quote right there. Oh, yeah. My AP English teacher in high school. Cooking with gas now? Cook, we're cooking with gas now, kids. Wow. Ah. So that was interesting. So you had Mac roll, you know, to his right, 
you had J.J. Taylor coming out of the back, and he chose not to go to Taylor. He wanted to go downfield, but there was nothing there, and Mack ended up probably running for no gain. So that was another one of those off-platform plays. Yeah, not the way it was thrown up there. So do you get do you get an O for O? For, do you get an O for O on that one or an O for one? O for one. I mean, yeah. If you're doing it right, it's a sack. But yeah. I don't know what they'll be doing. I'm sure you completed it. The way Taylor came out, he was definitely looking for the ball. So don't know what was going on there. Yeah, so we, we continue to see Terrence Mitchell, by the way, with Jalen Mills. Yeah. Uh, so the first couple of days anyway, the veteran Mitchell looks like he has a leg up over Butler. Yep. In that race. Yeah, with Jack Jones kind of a. Yeah, Jack Jones comes in with the second group. Yeah. Um, generally. And Marcus Jones is getting a lot of reps, too, in the, in the slide. Yep. All right, so that, uh, that's the end of that session. Yeah. Have you seen anything from Sean Wade? Mike. Not really. I mean, he has been out there in the slot a little bit. I mean, it seems like he's probably the top slot guy with, with Jonathan Jones and Miles Bryant out, but, but nothing that's really stood out to me of, of, of good or bad. Yeah, that's uh, good. Oh, we've got a little field goal work here, Fred, so maybe it's going to be similar to yesterday. Oh, Tristan okay. Vizcaino. Uh, emailer writes in, what do you think about Jabril Peppers and how much of an impact he'll have? That's a good question. When's he going to be healthy, and, and how does, you know, Josh Bledsoe getting off to a good start, how does that impact things? I mean, you've got, I mean, it, you could possibly have five safeties that, you know, all have looked, you know, pretty good and, and been in the mix. Uh, it's, a, it's a great question. I, I'm not sure exactly, but I think the first thing to happen is getting Peppers back out on the field. We don't know. He's on the PUP list, so we don't know when that's going to happen just yet. Uh, Charles writes in. Uh, lifelong fan from Montreal, loved the show, was wondering if the whole mystery behind Patricia and Judge had anything to do with clauses in their contracts with their former employees. If the Patriots would have them in higher echelon roles, would they have to pay their remaining balance? Well, That's a good to, question. They'd I have mean, to pay them, period. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's a valid question. It really is. It is, is a valid question. I yeah. don't know the answer to it, but I, it's a valid question. Yeah. I'm not sure if Vizcano hit that one or, or missed it. Uh, Barton Poland, am I the only one that's seeing a lot of Jimmy G and Max stance and release this year? The stance is almost identical, and the release seems to be much compact, much more compact and faster. Well, hmm. you're watching it closer than me, I guess. I yeah, I don't see much difference in I would the way if, Mac is throwing. I would ask if that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy uh, looks like uh, the 49ers are gonna. Yeah, well, yeah where's we he haven't gonna discussed end up? that yet. Yeah. So they, they've announced that they're definitely going to be going with Trey Lance. So, Trey's team. Yeah, I so Jimmy's either going to get traded or released by the start of camp, uh, by the start of the season. Who would you rather have, Jimmy Garoppolo or Baker Mayfield? Garoppolo. Yeah, me too. I don't know. I'd have to sit down with, with Baker and look him in the eye and <laughs> see where his head's Shake at. his hand. Yeah. Get a sense of his comportment. Yeah, I think we see his comportment. <laughs> Pretty much, he's it's kind of Paul-like where he kind of wears his emotions on his sleeve. <laughs> I think you have a lot of, you know, yeah. a lot of mystery as to what's going on in his mind at most times. What about, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm trying to rack my brain thinking about where he could possibly end up. Teams that still, I mean, Washington? Doesn't seem like a... 
I, I, well, I think Seattle would make the most sense. I mean, they have, they have literally no option. Yeah, yeah. they've got Geno Smith, Geno right? Smith and Drew Locke. Yeah. Like, I can't believe Geno Smith. Garoppolo's not better than those two guys? Yeah. He'd be perfect there. And then I was sort of wondering, I think this is one of those where the betting odds are, are impacted, and you wonder if it has something to do with the market. The, the Giants, I hear a lot. Oh, yeah. You know, with Daniel Jones in the last year. Jimmy in New York. Well, with Dable, a guy that, you know, uh, yeah. might have some similarities to what Garoppolo was able to do. Yeah. Now, that one looked like he missed it. But they always high-five him, so you can never know for yeah. sure. Can't tell. All right. Well, Looks like well, they're probably going to do some red zone we gonna get some? We're going to get a little uh, no music. I'd yeah. like to hear some, some music kick in. No music, Deuce. No, no yeah. music talk, Deuce. No, I mean, sorry. What's sorry, sorry. You? No, it's good that they haven't done the Smile music. Smile for you. Uh, Andy in Cleveland <laughs> no, writes in. No uh, he's from Burlington, Vermont, from... And then from Boston, from Santa Rosa, California, from Amherst, then Burlington. So he's been all around. Uh, I've been everywhere. We know who the OC is, Mac Jones. He caught Cam the he, he taught Cam the offense last year. He taught Bill O'Brien the, the Bama offense, and now he's teaching the position coaches. When you see Judge and Patricia talking to him, they're asking him questions, not teaching him. Kidding, of course. I, um, I don't think you're that far off. Yeah. King, of course, but Matisse and Matt, can we please get the drop of Peter Griffin? Oh, my God, who the hell cares every time this comes up? Nothing against PU. I know you guys have to respond to the conversation out there in the media, and I feel like you don't dwell on it. But this week, ESPN was stretching some real mileage out of this non-story. Is Belichick abusing his power? That's the real headline they were running. <laughs> I just don't know why anybody, you know, the hell in, in all seriousness, I just don't know why anybody would look from afar and see a situation where a team doesn't have a, a named offensive coordinator and there's confusion as to how the operation is going to work and not think that that's a, a story. I just, I mean, you can say, I think it'll work out if you, if you're optimistic and, and I have yeah. no problem with being optimistic, honestly, I don't. Yeah. But I don't know how you can say that that's not a, that, that's a non-story. Yeah. And you have to remember with these shows, their mentality is, you know, we haven't talked about it yet. So, you know, this is the first time anyone's heard about it. You know, like they don't well, listen to all the other shows and go, oh, that other show on Fox talked about it so we can't. And I'll tell you, you what know? else I listen to a lot is players. And when players talk about these things and, they're, you know, when Jason McCourty is talking about, I'm not really sure how this is going to work. There's confusion. Like, A, his brother is still on the team, so that concerns me. And if that's sort of a mentality that's coming from, but if that's what players think, like Damian Woody was talking about, like that, that like holds weight with me. Like that, yeah. that that's important to me. If the players from afar are kind of confused as to how something like that might work, then I think it's it, it's a story. You got Mac, uh, yeah, shotgun. There's that corner, but it's. Out. Yeah, Aguilar pulled it down last yesterday, out. but not today. He didn't get any feet in bounds. Yeah, he caught the ball, but he didn't get. Yeah. He wasn't in bounds. Uh, three unproductive reps there for the offense. I, th I think that ball sad. needed to come out sooner because you yeah, know, I don't even think he was open. The, I felt like he threw it soon, but it was like well, he was I never going to get it. I think there. by the time the ball got there, yeah. Aguilar was already one step out of bounds. So he could throw it harder. Yeah. What uh, was, I saw one was to Parker, one was to Aguilar. Deuce. What was the other one? Uh, I forget. Oh, good. I didn't see. The one he tucked down, he didn't. He didn't throw it. Oh, okay. Uh, 
Well, I, I just want to say something, though. I, 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 you can I, say it. Go ahead. I hear what people are saying, and I hear the points about wondering how the operation is going to run. But I also saw a clip last night of uh, from Man in the Arena of Brady talking about meeting with Belichick every Tuesday and Belichick teaching him to see the game the way that he sees the game. And so I do think that there is an incredible amount of value for Mac Jones in getting tutored by Bill Belichick. And by all accounts, he's been intimately involved with the offense. So, yes, I can wonder how the plays are going to get called and what that's going to be, but I can also feel like I'm pretty glad that Mac Jones is getting tutored by Bill Belichick and getting the but, same education that Tom Brady got. That, but that happened last year. Yeah. Now who's calling the plays? But it's second year, though. I mean, we're continuing to build that. Like, do you think, like, he sits with Bill for one no, year? I don't, worry about Bill, I don't worry about Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick can coach. I don't worry about his credentials. I worry about the defensive guys that have never coached offense. Oh, yeah, coaching so I, offense. I, that, that, that's fine. I, and I'm, I'm, I'm with not you, worried I'm about with you on that. I'm with you on that, but I just don't think that Mac Jones is being completely set out to dry and, oh, he's he on well, his gonna, own. Like, I'm going to tell you right now, that's going to be the story if, if it doesn't go well. It's course. not going to be Mac Jones's fault. I'll guarantee you that. Right. Everybody will blame it on the You're setup. Right. You're right. Yep. But, you know, again, it, It'll be in context. You have to see the game. If if Mac is just not playing well, you know, there'll be no choice but to you know pin blame on him. But if we see delay of games, if we see well, well that's what we saw. I, last I mean, year. and right. and I again, like just like right now, like this is fascinating to me. Like that, I did not expect to see Bill Belichick giving the plays to the quarterback. Like I thought he would still stay above that fray, but he's right in the mix with it too. So I, here's what I would say. Okay, so we say like it depends on how it looks. So, Deuce, I totally agree with your assessment. They came out here, you know, sort of this late practice red zone, full team. And Mac came out and had three, as you said, unproductive plays. So, was it because of Mac Jones? Or was it because they had three bad play calls? Is this, is this whole thing designed to help the defense? Because the defense is really, I think, controlling this whole... I, I think the defense has been much better today than it was yesterday in general. Yeah. But I, I also think that... There, there could be, a, you know, sort of a, a rhythm to that, yeah. you know, a, a meaning to that, you know, that we don't know right. from afar. Like, I, I just think that the knee-jerk reaction will be immediate. Well, what do you expect? They don't have any direction on offense. And that's not fair. But it, but it might not be wrong, is what I'm no, saying. but it can be whatever you want it to be. Exactly. So was yesterday good because they had direction on off. I mean, you know, it just doesn't make any sense. No, I thought they were very up and down yesterday. Today, they're getting dominant. I thought yesterday the offense looked pretty good. You know? Early. Yeah. And then, as, as Bourne said, we went dry for a while. So, you're getting a little bit of what we talked about earlier with Mac. It feels like a little bit like, let's go. So, here we'll see another another few set of reps. Belichick giving him the, giving him the play call here. Yeah, it's definitely Belichick. Uh, and my guess is these plays are going to be more successful than the first set. I'm going to, I'm going to guess that right Belichick now. Belichick giving him a play. I thought no, it was Belichick was excited. Belichick has been doing the plays this whole time. Okay. But no. I'm, I'm going to guess this this is, this is kind of a script to it. Okay. All right. No, I mean, you could be right, Paul. There's a lot of things going on down there in terms of how calls plays are called that we have no idea. Oh, no, now, that's a good play by the Mills. defense. Yeah, nice Jalen Mills, Mills got his hand in there and broke up past to Aguilar. I think Bledsoe had the last breakup too. Great day for him. Go, go Bledsoe.
swap at some defensive yeah. pieces. Yeah, and look at look at Devin McCourty. He's playing the role of the receivers yesterday. He's right. flex, flexing to the crowd. Yeah. He's trying to get yeah. the reaction. Yeah, yeah. And, he's, yeah. and Damian, Har- Damian Harris is giving yeah. him. I'm not here. I'm not trying to hear that. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I mean, you want to see that competition. You definitely want to see them going at it yeah. with each other. Well, you can feel you feel the energy. I mean, not the energy, just the the competitive kind of juice right now. It feels like it's kind of building up a little bit. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Max still at quarterback, shotgun. Trips right. There's that. No, see sideline. I mean, not sideline. Fade corner. Yeah. Not even competitive. Hunter Henry got held up. And the yeah. ball just bounced out of bounds. That's another good point. I, and I know you didn't mean it, like, literally. But there's way more, like, on the on the line sort of jostling today. Like, even on Mills' breakup on the quick slant to Aguilar, it, 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 he might have had, like, the back the back shirt a little bit, which gave him some leverage. Um, so th- there is a little bit more physicality, I think, um, yeah. you know, with the defensive backs today. Well, jawing, jawing back and forth. Trent, Trent Brown just uh, over to the sideline. Yeah. Okay. Is he on a lap or is he just? Uh, I think he's on a lap. Okay, yeah. Never mind. Yeah. Nothing to see here. Then he must have just jumped offside. There you go. Oh, there's a nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Trent's laps look like us walking, so you can never really tell. But he's definitely on a lap right now. Yeah. I he think, might have moved. I think Mac missed KB in the back. I of the thought end, he so had him. Yeah. I thought yeah. he was open on that one. Yep. Yeah, it seems like defense feeling a little bit right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and you see a lot of talking for Devin too. And that's <laughs> him and Damian Harris are having some fun. Trent Brown's lap continuing now into the far uh, end zone. So I mean, you know, do you think like the defense after yesterday comes out before practice says we're not going to let them do what they did yesterday to fly that blah, blah, you know yeah. and so they just get a little bit more physical i just think they're mocking the offense from yesterday like yeah. you know like getting excited about the routine and now they're sort of doing the same thing here's a quick throw and a catch yeah. for hunter henry yeah that was uh yeah yeah you know i've noticed those plays a couple times with just you know the quick rollouts from mac but yeah first successful yeah. and they're they're kind of over celebrating yeah. right now a little bit it's really you know yeah i mean yeah. for for see now Go one for eight it's, and, a, it's the same as yesterday the last play was the only one that counted so the defense has got to do the push up so, and mike's, mike's not exaggerating they were like one for ten <laughs> yeah. and the last one was completed all the defense on the sideline took push-ups after that and just like as a point of comparison it was a very similar kind of play Yesterday was a quick squirt out of the backfield for Damian Harris. <laughs> quick squirt. Sorry. Um, and, and this one was a, a quick sprint out uh, to Hunter Henry. I mean, in this kind of a setting, almost impossible to stop a play like that. So that looks it. Yep. Um, that You heard the horn. The players are heading to the hills where they do sprints after practice. They're running up that hill. Yeah. Right. So that'll be it. Um, and that'll be it for us. We want to thank everyone for watching and listening today. Uh, reminder, we'll be back at it tomorrow, Friday. Now, Freddie, uh, will you be able to join us again? I, I don't know. Oh. Probably. Okay. That's at, good. As of right now, That's yes. That's good news. That's good news. So 9.15 tomorrow, we'll be back at it with another edition of live training camp practice from Gillette Stadium. Until then, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. 
Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts.